0: Well, welcome to Puff Puff Pass, where Christian and I talk about all our favorite movies while high. The
1: good and the bad.
0: <laughs> so Christian, we are in a new month. Do you remember what our theme is?
1: Our theme is Mystery March.
0: Woo, are you excited to get into it?
1: Yes, sir.
0: Okay, well, first, before we get into that, what's something you want to leave in February and manifest in March?
1: I want to leave honestly I want to leave winter behind mm-hmm. I mean I'm fine with winter mm-hmm. I, winter's my favorite season mm-hmm. but
0: you're ready for spring
1: yeah I don't know. well actually I take it back I want to leave this place behind because everybody we're moving Yay! we mentioned it in last episode so like it might we might have to miss an episode or something but
0: I think they'll be late I th- I don't think we're gonna miss an episode
1: Alright.
0: They just won't be coming out as consistently as they have been.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I get that, though.
0: Yeah. Are you happy that we're moving? Of course. Yeah, we're moving into a bigger, better place, so hopefully acoustics will... Well,
1: hopefully it's a better place, not, <laughs> not, not a better place.
0: <laughs> and then bad, and like, ooh, she bad.
1: Ooh, she bad? Yeah, that is. Ooh, kill him. <laughs>
0: so what was the worst thing that ever happened to you this week
1: I would say the worst thing that ever happened to me like wait this week mm-hmm. um what you
0: just want to rant about
1: <sighs> oh, gosh my wife is so annoying okay. dude she's like uh, always on my yeah. ass bro mm. I kid I kid no my wife's really nice and I love her
0: What's the worst
1: thing, to to uh, worst thing that happened to you this week? Worst thing to happen to me? I probably say that uh, I just had a really like rough day at work one mm-hmm. day, but like other than that, big chilling.
0: Yeah, I've been having some rough days at work
1: too. Mm. <laughs> I feel that.
0: I've been thinking maybe maybe this isn't the right position for me. Guys, if you're big quitters, let us know. What's that like?
1: Kill your parents, Tracy.
0: Are you silent quitters, or are you, like, the big, like, fuck you? Ah. you, (laughs) I need to know. Ah. Christian, what's something you can't stop thinking about?
1: Why are you asking me all these questions? I don't
0: know. It's just something for us to get started.
1: (laughs) Okay. What's something I can't stop thinking about? Um... I don't know. I know that there's going to be, like... like weather like coming up oh so
0: that's what you're thinking about yeah bad weather
1: yeah bad weather bad weather coming up like tonight like and tomorrow
0: Mm. it does look pretty gross outside where we are now
1: it feels pretty gross it's
0: about that time anyway if you guys want more detail you guys should go look at our uh, our doomsday month when we talk about twister literally (laughs) over it What's something I can't stop thinking about? Honestly, I'm Uh just so tired all the time. I just want the bed. I think about it morning, noon, and night. The bed.
1: You just took that from the crown.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you caught on.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think about her. With morning, noon, and night, I think about her. I'm
0: so glad you caught on.
1: You were just listening to it. I know.
0: So, are you excited to get into this new mystery march? You know I'm excited. Okay, for our first mystery, we will be talking about the 2019 mystery slash comedy
1: nice Knives Out! Out, starring Daniel Craig, Anna DeArmas,
0: and Chris Evans. Chris you.
1: Evans, who are some other people. Yeah, there's there? some big names in here. I like big ish. I mean, you have what's her name from Hereditary?
0: Uh, Tony Colette? Colette?
1: yeah that's her name uh you have who plays who plays the linda i was gonna say who, who's who plays the kid
0: oh that fucking kid from it yeah yeah
1: the pl- leader the what the leader yeah so whoever like the leader of like the group of kids in it he's also in this movie The loser club the loser club the leader of the losers <laughs> yeah literally straight up uh who else is in there there's
0: jamie lee curtis
1: yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis is in there. Uh, uh
0: Lake Lakers.
1: Who plays who plays uh that kid's dad?
0: Oh, Michael Shannon.
1: Michael Shannon. Michael
0: Shannon's in here,
1: yeah. Yeah, he's in there. Uh the guy who plays Detective Elliot.
0: I said Lakeith. Lakers? What? Isn't that his name?
1: Oh I don't know. Did you say his name already?
0: Lakeith. isn't that Lake Oh, maybe. His name?
1: Perhaps. I don't know. I just wasn't sure. I didn't I don't know his name.
0: You're racist. What Oh, Steinfeld or Stanfield. Where'd I get the from? He's 31. And he's six foot. Something bad is about to happen to me. Mm-hmm. I
1: enjoy that. What?
0: Oh, he's a Leo. I don't know about that. Okay. <laughs> but he's kind of a little show baby. It's you know, not
1: that serious.
0: It's a little serious sometimes where you're kind of like, okay, calm down. So this was written and directed by Ryan Johnson, who also did
1: Fifty Shades. Oof! No,
0: he did Star Wars: The Last Jedi, Looper, and most recently Glass Onion. He
1: didn't really do Fifty Shades.
0: I got a little hash fact for you.
1: Oh really? Yeah. The hash fact. Yeah. What's that mean? It's a little
0: fun fact.
1: Like about weed? <laughs> no. Well, it's a. Well, you said hash fact. Yeah. You lied to me.
0: Why would I be lying to you?
1: Well, tell me then.
0: Okay. So, Ryan Johnson directed Looper. You know who else is in that? Matt Damon? No. Joseph Gordon-Levitz.
1: That's not Matt Damon. Why would I say that? He's not in Looper. Or is Wait, he? Are you,
0: are you seeing my vision here? Do yeah. Do you have him? Joseph Gordon-Levitz. Okay, Joseph Gordon-Levitz. Okay, he was in Ryan Johnson's first movie. But he is also... His voice is not only in Glass Onion as the dong...
1: Dong. But
0: he's also voiced in this film. Do you want to know where? Where? Okay, so remember when her sister is listening to that, like, podcast or whatever? Or show? Yeah.
1: And her uh, mom's like, Mar- turn Mar- it off! Turn Mar- it off! Mar- Marta, Marta's sister? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And her mom's like, turn it off!
1: Dong. That was him. Oh my god. <laughs> That's Did great. you like my
0: little hashtags?
1: Why is he just in all these movies?
0: Probably because him and Ryan have a bond.
1: Dong. But like, I thought that was very he's interesting. He's like, Joseph, look. I need you, man. He I says got, good listen, luck charm. Listen, I know it's a really bad time right now, but... Uh, oh my gosh, Hayden Christensen dropped out. and and you to get in here and just say dong every five seconds. Mm.
0: So the budget for this film was $40 million, but gross $311.9 million. Nice. Well deserved.
1: Yeah, very well deserved. I really like this movie.
0: Yeah, I can tell. This is very like you. Shut up. Barry. What's
1: that supposed to mean?
0: This film, like we said, is starring Daniel Craig. If you don't know who that is, he's also recognized as James, James Bond. Bond, the most recent James Bond.
1: Bond. He's in and Cowboys
0: it, and Aliens,
1: which, which I saw that movie by the way. I've
0: never seen that movie. I remember it being advertised and being like, it has the same vibe as fucking Lone Ranger.
1: Monsters versus Aliens, the versus Aliens cinematic universe. I'm
0: done. And the Laura Croft Tomb Raider. That's the
1: same vibe as Lone Ranger. Are you just saying I mean, that because it was a western? Yeah.
0: Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: The movie's kind of good, like, to be honest. Like,
0: Laura Croft Tomb Raider?
1: Oh, no. Uh, I don't know about that one. But was, <laughs> I was saying uh, Cowboys versus Aliens. It's I kinda, think it's
0: Cowboys and Aliens.
1: I don't know, man. Look, it was kind of good.
0: It was one of those big budget films that were obviously like, the script is bad.
1: <laughs> They're like, it was in our contract that we had to make this movie next yeah it's Cowboys and Aliens we
0: also have Chris Evans who was Captain America um this was directed human- by Jon Favreau <sighs> no it wasn't
1: Cowboys and Aliens
0: oh I was just like what are you to my R movie
1: yeah uh no Christian you're on
0: a different plane bro
1: <laughs> i just said I'm just you got me interested in Cowboys and Aliens now also Harrison Ford's in this
0: cool go on And Chris Evans is also the human torch in Fantastic Four, and more recently, Buzz in Lightyear. Which we also did not see, so. We should watch that and Mm -hmm. see if it's any good. We also have Anna Armas, who was in Blade Runner 2049, Blonde, and No Time to Die.
1: We just watched Blonde a couple months ago. Yeah, that Um. movie is
0: not good. (laughs) That movie is not good. Like, I felt like I was watching some really horny, like, director's movie. Mm -hmm. Like, you could just really tell they were really horny. And I'm just like, okay. And now I side-eye Anna D'Armas, because I'm like, how could you take this? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: I'm just like, oh my god. There's only, like, you can only watch a woman be abused so many times. You know what I mean? To the point where you're like, I want
1: to turn this off. Yeah, no, I getcha, literally. Like, that movie was so, like...
0: I it was wild from beginning to end.
1: Talking fetus is kind of what sent me over the edge.
0: That was for you?
1: I mean, like, that was what sent me over the edge. Like, there were other things that got me to that point, but that was like... For me,
0: it was more like, you're not gonna throw me away, are you? Are no, you, literally. mama? I was just like, oh, okay. Christian just seeing the fetus scares him. For me, it was just what it said. Literally. Okay, so we're taking this route. mm 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 also, I kind of hated how stupid she was being treated. Yeah. Like, uh, I really hate the trope where men, like, want to fuck children, but yeah. in a woman's body. I hate that so much.
1: You know who else is in that, uh, in Cowboys and aliens? Who? <laughs> Olivia Wilde. That's wild. Paul Dano.
0: Paul Dano's in that movie.
1: Uh, Sam Rockwell. Mm. Uh... Raoul... Uh, wait. Oh, yeah, uh... Raul Trudyla? I do know who he is. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I know who he is, but I don't know if you know who he is. Um, but yeah, anyway. Big name movies, and then it kind of just... Flops. Exists. Well, I want to I this It plop. has the
0: same vibe as R.I.P.D. It made
1: back its budget.
0: R.I.P.D. has the same vibe as that film.
1: It made back its budget by over $10 Do you 10 remember million. that? Yeah.
0: When Ryan Reynolds was just doing really bad movies.
1: Yeah, it had a 10 million dollar like uh, profit. I
0: have never seen Free Guy.
1: I kind of want to, but at the same time should, I don't want to. Yeah,
0: literally. like We already know the
1: plot. <laughs> GTA character becomes self-aware. <laughs> Straight up.
0: Well, maybe we'll, we'll take another edible we'll be like, oh, whoa. Whoa. Woo. We're still in our Smokies shit, so Woo. we don't have any product to review for you. <laughs> Woo! Christian, do you do you agree that this film is a modern take on like good cold murder mysteries? Mm-hmm. Can you tell that the influences are very apparent, like you know, Murder on the Orient Express, Private Eyes, Clue? <laughs> yeah, I
1: yeah. forgot. I forgot about Private Eyes. Mm-hmm. Why would you remind me of that? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: Did you know that the title of the film is taken from a 2001 Radiohead song?
1: I did not know that. It's very interesting. A
0: little hashtag Do they have
1: to get? Thing. Did they have to get rights for that? Probably. Who's to say?
0: So a lot of the lines in the film were um, improvised. Can you tell?
1: Kind of, but there were also some, and I was like, "There's no way, <laughs> no, no way!" Like the whole, I feel like the donut thing was improvised, mm-hmm. but I feel like the. Uh, uh, but I don't know I don't know what else would have been improvised I don't know I feel like okay I feel like Benoit Blanc's entire character was improvised but I feel like everything else was like strict script
0: I just hope Benoit Blanc doesn't become another Jack Sparrow character or mm-hmm. like he's kind of just there like you know he's a character that was supposed to be like a sideline character but then like makes the whole like series mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah which is like fun don't get me wrong it's just like Oh, okay. You know? Does that make sense? No, yeah, I getcha. Okay, you're not saying anything, so... It
1: makes sense. I was listening to you. I'm like, go on.
0: Okay, that's all I have for you man. Gonna...
1: <laughs> wow, you want me to bounce back? Yeah,
0: Luke, you... How about... Have no, you... no, I only have one more question left and then that's it. Okay, let me read your question. I'm waiting for you to answer back okay, what I said.
1: fine. Ask me the question.
0: I said... Proceed. <laughs> I hope... Benoit Blunt doesn't become like another Jack Sparrow character because that would just make me sad
1: mm, yeah I don't think these movies have that potential like you think so dude Pirates I... of the Caribbean was huge
0: so was this
1: like Pirates of the Caribbean was like Marvel before Marvel that's funny also Disney property <laughs>
0: I heard that Marvel movies are like making its way out what do you think yeah
1: kind of especially I feel...
0: with like and saying Ant-Man we still haven't seen it yet but well,
1: we're, we're trying okay <laughs>
0: it's been canceled twice
1: not the movie, but, like, us trying to go see it. Anyway. We digress. We
0: could still go if you wanted. Want to go today? We can. We'll see. Not to the later night? So do you think this has the same episodic mystery vibe that Ag- 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 Agatha Christie has? Or even Sherlock Holmes? No. I was going to say no, either.
1: It doesn't follow the... It doesn't follow, like, the detective mm. or the, the investigator that's at all. That's what
0: I'm saying. I feel like, like we're
1: following Marta.
0: Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And that's why probably Glass Onion just doesn't work for me. Yeah. Because we're following Blanc the entire time.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think
0: that's why Glass Onion didn't work for me. Mm, yeah. And I think they were trying to strike lightning twice, and...
1: Well, the thing with Class Onion is it would have worked, but like the character that we probably would have followed if mm-hmm. that were to happen got air quotes. If you haven't seen the movie, uh, spoiler right here, so like skip ahead like ten seconds. But the character we're supposed to follow was like air quotes killed off. Mm-hmm. Like so.
0: I don't know. I don't think Benoit
1: is that good of a detective. I feel like everything. Like everything kind of just like
0: landed. Fa- yeah, in it falls into his laugh, Yeah, and he's not really doing anything.
1: I mean, to be fair, like, that's kind of the point of this movie. Because the movie's like, he's like, yeah, I mean, I kind of got, like, called in or whatever. But Which like, makes me, f- but like, like no, scared but, like,
0: that if they make another, like, uh, the thing Knives he, Out film. But the
1: thing is, he's, like, as equally lost. Because he doesn't even know why he got called. Yeah. Or who called him.
0: Yeah. Do you want to repeat that? Does that it sound I weird? No, you're yawning. Oh,
1: sorry. Okay. But, like, with this movie, it's like... He doesn't even know who called him or why he was called. He's just like, okay, I mean, I'm here. Yeah. yeah. It is what it is.
0: I mean, he's a detective from the New Yorker, so.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he's not from the New Yorker. He was he, There was a New Yorker article written about it. I
0: know, him. that's what I'm saying. What? The, the article in the New Yorker. Yeah. So, technically, he's a detective for them. Or at least he's one of the great detectives for them. No, yeah. Because that's how they heard about him in the first place.
1: Okay, well, no. He's not with the New Yorker. That's,
0: that's not what I'm saying. What are you saying? I'm saying that they did an article on him. Yeah. As probably being one of the best detectives. But are you ready to get into it? Of course. Knives,
1: Knives out. out. So, we open with this gorgeous, gorgeous Dark Academia house.
0: It was pretty nice.
1: It looks like if like you took like the clue like game board and just tur- made that. Dude, the somebody
0: house. literally makes a comment in that in the movie. So the look- original Christian.
1: Mm. Anyway, uh, and then we cut to uh, a kitchen, and there's a mug being set down that says "My house, my rules, my coffee" is like printed on it, you know. Mm-hmm. And we continue to watch someone make like a breakfast tray. Uh, we see all sorts of these like puppets and antiques around the house, and there's just a bunch of books lying around. And the housekeeper is trying to find the owner of this house. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the carrying his breakfast around, mm-hmm. like, uh, "Where are you?" You know, uh, uh, nowhere to be found. And then she takes a look up in his writing nook upstairs, and as she opens the door, we just see uh, Harlan, who is that guy, the the owner, the owner of the house, the writer, is dead. His uh, throat has been slit, and there's a knife on the floor, and we get a title card. Knives Out. What did you
0: think about that whole setup, Christian?
1: Uh, I liked it. I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, what's crazy is like that's how like a lot of like murders are like discovered. Mm-hmm. Like people are like, can you imagine
0: if like you, it was very SVU? Yeah, I agree. Not even that. But could you
1: <laughs> could you imagine if you just like showed up? Like we hadn't heard our neighbor in forever, and his car had been like parked outside, mm-hmm. and we're like, hey, are you okay? And we knock on the door, and it like opens, and you just like glance in, and you see him. Oh, he's just dead on the floor.
0: You traumatized
1: like it's crazy you? I
0: need financial
1: compensation just start stealing his money <laughs> hey, hey he doesn't need this anymore so can we like anyway but then we see uh, Marta played by Anna D'Armas she wakes up violently in the night she's, she's like, like <laughs> and then we cut to like uh, that same morning or whatever uh, the family sits around the kitchen, uh, ready for breakfast, or, like, watching cartoons. It's Marta, her sister, and her mom, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, uh, so, we're kind of, like, being forced to, like, make comparisons between Marta's living and mm-hmm. um, Harlan's living. Harlan lives in this huge house, granted, like, all alone, with the exception of his housekeeper, and Marta... But you can tell
0: that they're very, like, smart and rich. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, like the Harlan, mm-hmm. whatever. So... I wouldn't even say that because they all just like piggyback off of Harlan.
0: That's what I'm saying. It's Harlan's house, not the Thrombys' house. Mm-hmm. It's just Harlan's. You Literally. Know? So that's how you know it's he's got he put a lot of his personality inside his home. Mm-hmm. Not even just his home, but the, his house, like the grounds of the home. Yeah. Also, Harlan's
1: know? mom lives there too. Oh yeah. Which dude? I don't know why. First time I watched this movie, I thought that was like Harlan's like wife. Mm. Nope, that's his mom who's still alive. Somehow. Yeah
0: my favorite line is just like oh how old is she we have no idea
1: <laughs> we definitely. have no idea who asked that it was linda linda oh yeah so anyway uh so marta's mom she begins noticing uh uh the graphic things that her uh, marta and her sister are like watching they're adults by the way mm-hmm. and uh they're like hey turn that off you don't uh,
0: understand. That's a culture thing. That's, I, a, I, that's a culture thing. I mean,
1: I was with your. I've been there with your family long enough. I get it. Your family, but being like,
0: oh, they're grown women. By the way, it's just like you don't. You don't
1: understand. I mean, I get it, but it like the parent-child relationship never really gives away. You know, mm-hmm. but like, okay. okay. I'm sorry. Are you in Marta's family? I know no,
0: I'm just saying. All right then. The whole little like they're grown women, by the way. Well,
1: I don't. I, well, they don't. If our audience has never seen the film, they think they think like Marta and her sister are, like 14 and 12. Like they would think they're in their 20s.
0: Yeah, it's a culture thing. It's a culture thing.
1: <laughs> anyway, and so like uh, because oh, what they're watching is uh Harlan or whatever was or not Harlan wait what sorry I don't know what I'm talking about okay now so, you don't
0: know what you're
1: talking about I I, I I jumbled a bunch of sentences in my head so anyway, about like what they're watching their mom's getting upset at them and uh, uh because this is that the morning after Harlan's murder or whatever and, and the mom's like oh turn that off you're being uh, hella insensitive because like your sister's boss got murdered Marta is Harlan's like nurse or whatever because mm-hmm. he's old. Because he's old. Literally.
0: And he needed a companion.
1: Yeah, and so after Marta's sister apologizes for being. A, why'd you spell like that? You did it twice. No,
0: Christian. Incentive.
1: Ins- insensitive. Marta gets a call from Walter, uh, who is Mr. Thromby's uh, eldest son. Or actually, wait. Walter is. I thought
0: he was the baby. Because Linda's the oldest.
1: Well, still eldest son. Wait, what, is Walter. I
0: guess. Well, they had Which another son. Well, Walt is Michael Shannon's character, and there okay, was another he's, son named he's the Neil. Kid then. There was another son named Neil, which is Meg's dad, but he died. Are you, are you not paying attention?
1: I just forgot. I was like, I'm trying to remember which one. Was I know old. there's a
0: lot of exposition, and it's just it's well, treated sh- as throwaway lines. So you really gotta pay. attention. Well, I'm just trying to
1: figure out who was older. I'm like, was it Linda
0: is, is the eldest? Well, I know
1: Linda's the eldest. I'm talking about, but like I a, think of it goes boys. Linda
0: Neil then Walter.
1: What about the other one? Oh, wait, Another no, don't mind. That's... I'm, pfft, I'm imagining something. I, I forgot that that was Linda's husband and not, like, Harlan's son. Yeah. So, that, yeah. Unless you're
0: talking about Joni. No. Because that's Neil's wife.
1: Yeah. And Neil's, Neil's dead. Mm-hmm. Right. So... But... Anyway. Uh, Marta gets a call from Walter, and he asks, like, oh, can you come to the house early today? Mm-hmm. And so the next thing, we see Marta driving up to the house. And the... Off, uh, there's police officers there, and they... Uh, They call Marta like the help or whatever, you know. And uh, then we see (laughs) why. Because it's funny. Okay, you 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 reread this and then you explain it because I'm not, I don't know your inside jokes. So why do you just let me read the script?
0: (laughs) So (laughs) the next scene, we see Marta drive up to the house, and the officers there call Marta the help. We then see Hannah Baker in the flesh, live and in stereo. Do you really not get that? No. She says that in her uh, 13 Reasons Why when they're listening to the tape. That's the first thing she says.
1: I didn't watch 13 Reasons Why.
0: (laughs) It's not for you. Ooh. (laughs) Do we have a hole with our ceiling? Where? Do you see that? Like one right there, right up there, and then another one right over there.
1: No, we do not have a hole in our ceiling.
0: Okay. It looks like a penis. What? (laughs) Do you not see it? the balls and the dick like right there it kind of looks like this it looks just like this i don't want to talk to you anymore so hannah is like super caring about Marta and her feelings and they seem really close but there's like this weird like vibe between them did you notice that it's not the vibes (gasps) but like it's like an obvious like imbalance of power yeah that is between them
1: yeah, because Marta's just there, and this is... Over.
0: Well, it means, like, they're friendly towards each other. You know what I mean? Like, they obviously care for one another, but it's, like, awkward in a sense. Because Marta is older, but holds no power over Meg, like, whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Meg holds all the power. So there's this weird imbalance that I was feeling between them. Did you feel that, too, when they were interacting? Especially the first time? Yeah. Do you I do It's film- kind of
1: just, like... I don't know. Like, you can tell Marta's uncomfortable around them. Yeah. She was only really cool with uh, Harlan and Meg. Mm-hmm.
0: So. But I'm talking about her conversations with Meg, especially the first interaction we see them to. Mm-hmm. Like, us introducing us to Meg's character, and then when Marta interacts with her, there's this vibe that is tenuous. And it's like, it, and, and I think it's the power imbalance between them. Uh huh. Because Marta's older. But she has no power over Meg because no. Meg has all the power because she has the money.
1: Yeah, I get you. Does that
0: make sense? Mm-hmm. Do you feel that between them, or is
1: that just me? No, I get the power imbalance thing, mm-hmm. but it's also like they don't really care about Marta. Marta just doesn't feel comfortable around them because of that. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Oh, okay. Because I was just wondering if the film like did that intentionally. That's like. Answer again. <laughs> So Meg asks Marta how she's holding up with everything, and Marta confesses that she feels alone and not sure what to do next. And Meg is like, if you need anything, just ask, because you are a part of this family. We then next meet Linda, played by Jamie Lee Curtis, as they discuss how great the funeral was and tell Marta that she was outvoted and wanting to invite her. Like, how do you even react to that? I don't. I would have been like, okay. <laughs> So, Marta goes where the rest of the uh, Thromby family is mourning, while Linda gets taken for further questioning by the police. So, the next scene, we see Linda in the Thromby office with two officers, Lieutenant Elliot played by Lakeith Steinfeld and Trooper Wagner, being recorded while further questioning her. And we learn that Linda is Mr. Thromby's eldest daughter, and they ask her what happened during during the events leading up to her father's death.
1: So, by the way, we... You'll f- see later in the movie, but mm. like Trooper Wagner, he's a huge like fanboy for like Harlan's work, yeah. And he'll like point stuff out like in the house on the guys, mm. like, oh my god, like that's like in that one book.
0: I hated that. I was like, shut the fuck up. We're working,
1: sir. Uh, his his blood is still warm, <laughs> like. But yeah.
0: If anything, I'd be so devastated. I'd be like, oh my god. Oh my god,
1: I'd be taking all of his copies from the house. I know,
0: literally. We learned that, okay, I already said that, it was her dad's 89th birthday party, and the whole family's there, and we get pulled into this flashback. Through Linda, we learned that Marta's family is from Ecuador, and she was also at that party. The detectives asked Linda's son, Ransom, who was also there but left early, giving Nana a cake, who is Mr. Thombie's mother, and no one knows how old she is. We then hear a piano note play, and that's when we notice that someone has been back there this whole time, and even Linda is curious about him. The detectives continues to ask questions, and they ask about Linda's husband and the company she owns that she wants everyone to know she did all by herself. The detective then asks if Linda and her father were close, and Linda said that they had their own secret way of communicating, that her father liked to play games with his rules, and was also other the other person who had to figure out what the rules were for uh, Harlan's games.
1: Did you guys just hear that crow outside, by the way? Yeah. Ooh, mystery hour.
0: (laughs) We see Linda get teary-eyed as we hard cut to the interview with her husband. So, what do you think? Also, the first hour of this movie is just trying to get you to understand what what everyone thinks happened that night. And what do you think of the way this is all set up? Because typing it was a nightmare, but honestly, oh the way God. it's, like, like done was really, like, well. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's so crazy that the first hour of this film is just complete ex- ex- exhibition, and we don't, like, get into the actual story. Did you say a-
1: exhibition or exposition?
0: Exposition.
1: Oh, okay. Why are you
0: trying to make fun of I me? I couldn't hear what you. What do you gain from that? I couldn't hear
1: you. you I, so a- I was asking what you said. You're I just an hear you. asshole. I'm going to put my feet in your coochie now. <laughs>
0: Top. But I mean, like, we don't even get into the actual story until the second hour of the film. And by that point, I'm like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Like, we don't pick up, like,
0: I'm like, I, to
1: this point like, until later. Literally. Like, the rest of this is, like, this entire, like, first part is mm-hmm. just people talking about, like, oh, where what were you doing on the Yeah, night literally. It
0: was trying to get us as the audience to understand. And I really like how it's, like, cut cut up like this, like, edited-wise to keep mm-hmm. us interested, while also having a complete, consensus story of what happened the night Harlan died. Yeah. But yeah, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I like it, though. We get to see, like, different angles of the same scene. And, I mean, for a mystery, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it, it works. Yeah. But, like, if this is, like, I don't know, any other kind of movie, I don't think so. I kind
0: of felt like Glass Onion was kind of missing this, too.
1: Mm-hmm. What do you think? Glass Onion was just missing a lot. It also didn't have, like, a huge cast of characters. that had, like, six people.
0: <laughs> Corny.
1: St- still.
0: It had a Catherine on. That's all it needed.
1: Psst, dong.
0: <laughs> we then meet Richard as he recounts what happened to that night. Richard talks about everyone in the family and how it seems to the detective that everyone in the family is an overachiever. We then get to Walt Thromby's interview, played by Michael Shannon, and he and his youngest son... And he is the youngest son, and he runs the family's publishing company. We then learn that Trooper Wagner is a big fan of Mr. Thombie's work, of his mystery novels. We then see the unnamed man in the back play a note on the piano again, which gets the attention of Walt. But the detectives just keep detectiving. So the detec- Me when I
1: detective Oh
0: my god. So the detectives ask what time everyone arrives, and we are again thrown back into a flashback. We learn that Walt's son, Jacob, is 16, and the rest of the Thornby family call him a Nazi or a troll, depending on which family member you ask. Mm-hmm. The detectives then ask Walt if it was a good night for them, and through Walt's account, he tells us it was nice to have that last chance with his father, like he was passing the torch to him. Back in the office, we see Joni, played by Toni Collette, being interviewed, and she is the daughter-in-law to their now-deceased Thornby son named Neil, and they have a daughter together named Meg. The The detective then asks about what happened that night. She tells him in a flashback that she loves the family and how they understand her free spirit, just like her skincare company that she has to plug in real quick.
1: She's like, let me plug. Shameless self-plug.
0: So, by the way, while this is all going on, and there's no way I could completely type this, but if you're watching this, like, watching the film and listening to what the people are saying, what we see of the account of that night and what is being told are two completely different things. Mm -hmm. Like... Like, Joni says, like, the family likes her free-spirited, but they all fucking hate her. Like, they can't stand Joni. hmm So we then cut to Meg being interviewed, and she tells us that her grandfather pays for her college tuition, and that her grandfather is a selfless man. The detectives then ask why she left the party early, and we get a flashback while Meg tells us that she left to go see her friends. As we overhear Linda Linda make fun of Meg's study and how she has no respect for her grandfather, we pays her college, we see that Joni heard that. We cut back to present day as Joni tells the detective why Linda was upset, but she knows that Mr. Thawmy and her have an understanding. We then see another note on the piano being played as the detectives ask another question, but Joni stops to ask who that man playing the piano every time she says something. The detectives tell everyone that ask why they're all here is because they're trying to understand the events and rule out any possibility, which is code for rolling out family members. We then finally learn who that man is, who is back there in the piano, is Benoit Blanc, played by Daniel Craig, a private investigator. And Jenny's like, oh, cool, I read about you on Twitter and how you solve mysteries like boxcar children. Did you ever read those?
1: Uh, no, but I did read the Hardy Boys.
0: Oh my god. I read one Nancy Drew book and I was like, "This isn't for me." I was more like a Valley Girl kind of, kind of girl. Like at first, they were about boys, but then they slowly kind of went into like mysteries. Mm-hmm. And they're about these sisters who lived in the valley in California. Yeah. They're so cute. Check it out.
1: Check it out. Alright. Anyway, by the way. Um, I've heard two reasons why he was hitting the piano. He's mm-hmm. either doing it every time he knows that they're lying. Yeah. Or he does it uh, every time he wants to remember something. i mm. I've heard both. Okay. What do you think Would this more? Positive? I thought
0: it was because they were lying.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's what I thought. Yeah. Because, again, what's the, what they're saying and what we're being shown are being two completely different things.
1: Yeah. Anyway, but... So... The detective lets the the family, as well as us, the audience, know that Blanc does not work for the police and is not involved in this case, but has offered to consult. So we then cut to Linda, who we see resting, uh, like, you know, not resting, but like, she's like, taking in this news you know mm-hmm. she tells us that like oh yeah i read all about blanc and the new yorker and uh she's kind of upset that like blanc is here mm-hmm. though and she's like who hired him and blanc tells her that i'm only here by the request of an anonymous client in his drawl. Mm-hmm. but he's uh he's like but i'm just a quiet passive observer of the truth you know like that so we then cut to Richard's interview, as Blanc asks about Harlan's nurse and if she was there as a guest or professionally. And then Richard recounts Mar- Marta, who was hired to stay with Harlan to make sure he's able to do his everyday tasks and help in an emergency. And that, and the Richard like makes sure to tell us that you know she's a good kid. We get a flashback of the family welcoming her inside a warm home, like filled with laughter and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Richard tells us that Marta is from... By the way, I just want to point out, they said that she was
0: Nobody from... knows where Marta is from.
1: Yeah. Cause... They
0: say, Paraguay, Ecuador, and, uh... Fucking, Brazil. Yeah, Brazil. They have no idea where she's from.
1: What is Anadoramus ethnically? Mm. Oh, I think Cuban, is what it says. <laughs> so, a different country. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. Also, this family's really racist.
0: They're fucking awful people.
1: They're, like and it makes sense because they're in the northeast but they're like northeastern like style races like they think because they like vote blue they're better mm-hmm. you know whatever but uh where was i like, oh my god uh but then anyway richard tells us that marta's from paraguay and that linda likes her work ethic and says immigrants we get the job done he says as a white person mm-hmm. but uh, anyway and the investigators except for like Trooper Wagner are all kind of like okay like <laughs> what what did, did did you just say that out loud
0: well Richard was saying that Linda said that about Marta
1: yeah like Richard like Linda said that but Richard mm-hmm. was repeating what she said but anyway but then Blanc he then gets up uh, from his seat to try and like piece the story together and as he sits with Linda they discuss Walt's publishing firm and Linda's like okay you know that's easy like our dad writes a book twice a year and Walt publishes them But then Blanc asks, like, okay, what about the merch uh, and adaptations? Does Walt run that? And then Linda gets, like, a little offended by asking about that. Like, oh, are you baiting me into, like, shit-talking my little brother? He's like, it's not going to work on me. But then we cut back to, like, Richard's interview, and we can assume that Blanc has asked him the same thing. Uh, But Richard, you know, he seems like a a canary. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, yeah, you you know, Walt doesn't run shit, because Harlan never liked the idea of his books turning into a film or TV, or even Walt wants to, because that's... uh, even though that Walt wants to do that because mm. that's where the money is, you know. And uh, so him and Walt and Har- Harlan would argue, like, back and forth about this forever. And then Blanc asks, like, oh, did they get into it at the party? And Richard's like, of course they did, because, you know, they argue mm. all the time. So, but Richard shares that he didn't exactly hear what happened, mm-hmm. but whatever it was, Harlan got the point across because Walt didn't say a single thing, that, like, for the rest of the night about it. Mm-hmm. And so, we then come back to Walt's interview, and he infers that, uh, oh, did Richard, like, Well, uh, we
0: infer that he just asked him this Yeah, he asked him the same
1: thing, and, uh, Walt's like, oh, why, did, did, did Richard say something, or whatever? Mm-hmm. And then Walt says, like, oh, you know, me and my father did not get into it, we were just talking, as we normally see, and then this cuts to a flashback. In the flashback, Carlin and Walt are discussing business with Netflix, and, and, and by the way, this movie ended up it w- was a Netflix movie. Well,
0: not this one, but the next one, yeah.
1: Well, no, this one, because, like, this one like, came out on Netflix. Like, after the, after the theaters it, like, went straight to Netflix.
0: I don't remember that.
1: Whatever. Uh, but then, um, anyway, Harlan and son, they were discussing Netflix, and these guys are offering big numbers, and this is a huge window of opportunity that won't stay open for long, you know, and Walt he's like, you know, we, uh, I, I was put in charge of your book, and, you know, and he's asking his dad, like, come on, dad, let me let me take charge, you know? Mm-hmm. But then Harlan's like, it's un- you know, it was unfair for me to connect you to something that was never yours to begin with. And then Harlan, Harlan he blames himself, because he's like, uh, I never let you build something of your own, you know? Mm-hmm. And he uh, uh, you, you pretty much, he's like, you don't have to run the publishing anymore. You're mm-hmm. free of it, you know? Basically, he, like, takes away the publishing
0: I'd be kind of upset if my grandpa did that or my dad did that to me. I feel like
1: I'm just sure. Sh- oh
0: But I would have like Well, because he knows that his son's being greedy. I yeah, I get what he's trying to say. But I do think Walt as the baby of the family kinda has a tougher time of expressing mm-hmm. his wants mm-hmm. like other like all the other people. And I think he's kind of just like, Oh, why can't why does everybody else get what what dad gives to them? Why why can't he give me the publishing company, you know, mm-hmm. which is understandable because you know he gave Linda the 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 loan. He gives, he pays Joni and Meg's tuition, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just like I think Walt feels like he's owed the publishing company. Yeah, yeah, that'd be sad too. Like, oh. We cut back to President Walt as he looks on with sadness over this memory. Do you think he's sad over his father, or sad over the fact he never got to prove himself? He's probably
1: sad over the fact they just lost out on that and basically got fired from his dad. Mm.
0: But, like, more to it than, like, he got fired, but, like... Like, do you think he never got to prove himself?
1: Probably, but, I mean, he's just like everyone else in the family. Mm. Like, he's, like, he's just in it for the money. That's why he was trying to do it with Netflix, too. Mm. Like if he wanted to write a book, he probably would have. You know. Yeah.
0: I'm surprised Ransom. It's didn't. not like he
1: has to really work. You know, he's rich.
0: I think Ransom's character is kind of lazy.
1: Ransom. Yeah.
0: It's a lazy character.
1: Oh, you mean that? I mm-hmm. Even like him as a character. And I lazy. think
0: them exceeding my expectations could did work. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. But like, I wanted them to be like to make a twist and turn about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was annoyed. Walt then tells Blunt that he and his father talked about business and that it was nothing, but Ransom and Harlan did have an argument.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. We are then told that Ransom is the bad boy of the family and he's never had a job, and that Walt never understood why his father supported Ransom, because they would always fight. That night at the party, everyone could hear them arguing the next room, but it was muffled. But it was loud. Well, did find it weird that they were arguing in different room, though, since the usual stuff was out in the open, because they both liked the drama of it all. Back with Richard, Mr. Blanc asked him if he was at the house earlier with the uh, caterers that night, and talked with Harlan while he was there. Richard confirms that Harlan was there, and they probably small-talked, but Blanc asked if they talked in Harlan's study. Richard said, I don't think so, and Blanc says, well, I talked to one of the uh caterer staff and she told me you didn't help but you were instead arguing about what seemed like coming from harlan's study richard said he does not recall but Joni was also around at that time and maybe blanc should ask her about that but blanc is like yes but i was told it was two male voices Mm -hmm. we then get this scenario scene as we get a voiceover of blanc telling us what he thinks happened and says that harlan shouted the phrase you tell her or I will, and Blanc ask if any bells are ringing as we get Rich- Richard's flashback. As we see that Harlan had caught Richard cheating on his daughter, and that if he doesn't tell her, then he will. If
1: you don't tell her, then I will.
0: With this letter. And Richard is like, you don't understand, you need to stay out of my marriage. And then Harlan screams, you tell her or I will, as we cut back to present day Richard. Richard then tells Blanc that yes, he does remember now, and that it was about how Harlan wanted to put his mom in a nursing home, and how Linda did not like that, and that Richard wanted to wait until they got back home to avoid a fight or making a scene, but Harlan wanted Linda to know now. And he finished his story by apologizing for forgetting to mention it.
1: You know, like a liar. Hence the piano ding. Ding.
0: We then come back to Joni's interview as Blanc asks her to confirm about what Richard said about her being there at the house earlier. Joni says she was there early to see Harlan because there was a mix-up with Meg's tuition money and Blanc asks her to further explain as we get a flashback of Joni and Harlan's discussion. Yeah. We see that Joni tells Harlan that Meg's school never got the check and she's not sure why their accountant didn't mail it and Harlan is is like that's because he caught something and explains that his accountant's office has been wiring money directly to the school as per Joni's request. But what his account can't understand is why Joni's accountant has been wiring tuition money directly to Joni herself. (gasps) Harlan explains that he has caught her red-handed, stealing from him a $100,000 a year for four years straight. That's fucking awful! Oh my god, I would never, never do anything like that. That's fucking wild. Also, how much is her
1: fucking school? Where, where are you going? That's for what school? I'm saying. Where is she going? Like, there is no college that is like that. Uh, that tuition is so much mm-hmm. that you're able to like steal a hundred thousand a year from those payments. Yeah, and, literally, like, no one would notice. That's for, what I'm saying. Okay, I'm going to look up most expensive college. Let's see what we got, all right? Most expensive college tuition. I spelled tuition wrong. Yeah, the most, I, there's, the top, an- the top link or whatever is, the just, oh, this ad looks sketch, I'm not going to read that. Okay, <laughs> U.S. News and World Report, I'll, I'll take that. Um... Uh, of the of the top 10 colleges mm-hmm. uh, top mo- top 10 most expensive on average they come out to about like uh, $65,000 and I don't know if that's per year or per semester mm-hmm. but even if it was per semester that's only uh, 130000
0: that's crazy
1: so like where is she going for school no. and did she lie and say like oh yeah she needs this much mm-hmm. like twirls hair you know
0: She's like, oh, that's just, you know, the semester, but this is like boarding and, and eating. Which it
1: still isn't that much.
0: I know, and I'm just like, oh my god. Well, gosh. okay, it
1: is a lot, but like, it's not like take 65,000 to 100,000. I know,
0: for four years straight. That's so wild. Oh my
1: god. She must have been going, like, out, out like, international or something, dude, because I there's no know. fucking way.
0: I don't know, man. So, Joni tries to play it off as a mix-up has happened, and Harlan's like, I'm writing this last tuition check for you and Meg, but after that, you're cut off. Joni is horrified and scared and tells Harlan he doesn't understand, but Harlan's like, I have made up my mind, and he hands her the check.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Back to present-day Joni, she answers Blanc that she and Harlan were discussing issues about hiring money to Meg's school and that it was nothing. The detective then calls for a break and Joni's relieved and walks out of there before they can stop her. Yeah. In the next scene we see Joni taking a breath as Linda comes down the stairs looking for her husband Richard, asking Joni if she's seen him but not really caring what Joni has to say. We then see that Richard is hiding in Harlan's office looking for the letter that Harlan threatened him with. Richard picks through the locked drawers and finally finds the letter and opens it to find nothing on there and is relieved that the old man died before he had a chance. Yeah. Another hash fact for you. You can actually see the invisible ink in this scene when he flips it to the back. Mm-hmm. But personally, I would have just ripped it up for insurance com- like purposes. I would have just kept, like... I would have been like... Literally. But yeah. Christian doesn't like my hash facts.
1: I think they're interesting. That's only the second one you've had. Give me more. Okay. I need more...
0: So Richard, seeing the baseball on Harlan's deck, throws it out the window as we cut to the next scene of the ball being thrown outside the house as the detectives come outside in the frame. I probably described it terribly, but you need to watch it. It is so fucking cool. Like, literally, the camera work in this film is phenomenal. Like, oh my god.
1: So, the detective, Trooper Wagner, and Blanc are all walking together as the detective confesses that when Blanc knocked on his door, he knew that he was going to be thrust into a world of excitement, but this is an open and shut case of, uh, sewer slide. (laughs) Uh, 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 what possibly could we be looking at here? And... Uh, but anyway, Blog asks if a slit f- throat is normal for taking one's life, and the te- and the detective is like, "You got me there. It's dramatic, but you mean so is this house? I mean, this man lives on a giant Clue board, which uh, Clue's one of my favorite board games, by the way. Oh yeah, he I, loves that I, shit. I, th- I think that's why I like this movie. Oh, my God. I got a, uh, I was playing White Elephant at my parents' house this past Christmas, mm-hmm. and uh, I got like a, a Clue game board, because I don't I don't own it. Uh, the last time I played it was at my parents' house. Mm-hmm. But, like, uh, one of my parents. Divorced life! <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, but I won. I won a game of Clue. It's really cool. Like It, like, folds up. It's like a travel board. Mm-hmm. But it, like, it looks really nice. I like it. I'm sorry. It's I, I'm... got a
0: real rope.
1: Yeah. It's just <laughs> it's just a string.
0: <laughs> but it's cute.
1: Hangs myself with the tiny piece of Clue noose. Okay,
0: do you remember that show that, like... Where uh, they were like, move that bus to show like their new house.
1: America's uh, oh, extreme um, home Makeover. Extreme home Makeover. Okay, yeah. I literally wrote down in my notes. I was oh like, yeah, ext- ext- Christian
0: would be like, yeah, I like oh, the it was, Game uh,
1: Clue. Extreme makeover home edition.
0: Dude, uh, Christian would be like, yeah, I like the Game Clue. They would completely make your entire room that theme.
1: There's no house. it's just one giant game board.
0: <laughs> Dude, literally, anything. and this is your
1: kitchen. Me imagining to use the sink.
0: I was talking about if you were a kid during that time.
1: Oh yeah, that'd be fun.
0: Oh my gosh. Uh, Dude, I used to watch the show. I like ball. chess. Here, here. <laughs> All
1: the time. I like chess. Here's a giant moving castle. A knight on his on horseback. A king, queen, <laughs> two religious. Uh, uh. Or sorry, neighbor was yelling about bullshit again. Dude, I wish y'all could hear it. It's just out of nowhere. Like we'll be talking, and it's just like. Oh, <laughs> and it's crazy because we have we have that one neighbor who always yells about something, and then we have another neighbor, and he's just like. Fuck you! Fuck you! And your fucking ass! Like, straight up. Like, all the time. He's fighting with the GF. Hot been broke so many times, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, but do you... My favorite one is where the girl wanted to be an author, so they wrote one of the books that she would write sometimes, and she dedicated her dedication to her family, and I was like, oh, I want to do that! But... um no but like did your dad ever tell you like my dad that was like oh you know that family had to move out of there because uh, they can't afford the property tax did anybody ever tell you that no my dad would tell me that all the time and I feel like dad you're ruining it for me
1: I remember when I was a kid I used to go over to uh, my friend's house mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I remember one day my parents kind of were just like hey uh, don't go in there anymore or whatever I was like okay and looking back on it it was just because like that house I didn't know the smell at the time but that house every time just reeked in weed and my parents must have smelt it on me when I got home mm-hmm. and so they were like don't and quit.
0: they never thought you just smoked pot
1: I was like six <laughs> okay okay <laughs> On I one. thought
0: maybe when you were older. No, I was like six. <laughs>
1: My parents were still married.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, your parents' parents? Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. Oof. Oof-da. Did you think they'll ever find this podcast? Mm-mm.
1: Mm-mm. Who's to say? I
0: don't know. What, what did they do? What would they say to you? My entire family thinks it's funny. my family loves it what would your family say
1: um what's this that's what they would say why didn't you tell us about this or why are you doing that
0: I feel like once we make money off of this it's gonna be like why are you doing this again Mm -hmm. what do you do again you quit your job for what for what if we can make money off of this I'm so quitting my job (laughs)
1: depends like we we get a five dollar check in the mail. So there's like
0: Whoa!
1: <laughs> quitting my job <laughs> quitting immediately
0: we then cut to marta shaking like a leaf as she stares at a portrait of the late harlan thromby marta then overhears the detective and blanc talking so she kneels to hear only to get caught by blanc blanc then starts asking marta questions and she explains she was hired directly by Harlan and not by an agency. So Blanc then asks for her salary, and she tells him that she started at fifteen an hour, but since then has been getting been getting paid more for being there for Harlan. Both Trooper Wagner and the detective think Blanc think Blanc is wasting his time with Marta, but Blanc does not fully think so. So Blanc tells Marta that he's looking for possible motives from the family and was wondering if Harlan ever talked about his family secrets to her. And how Marta can't lie, because if she does, she throws up. Which threw me for a loop the first time I watched this, not gonna lie. I was like, what? What? Also, the kind of low-key annoys me. Yeah. That she does that. I get that. Like, she's so good and so pure. Like, we fucking get it. We
1: get it, okay. Okay?
0: She's great. We love Marta. Good for her. <laughs> So Blanc then asks her if Richard is cheating on his wife, and we are then thrown into a flashback with Martin and Harlan. Marta and Harlan are chilling on the back balcony as Marta, Marta reads a book while Harlan looks at his computer. Sensing that Harlan is upset and grumbling, she asks what he's saying, but he just shows her a picture of Richard with another woman. Back in the present, Marta tells Blanc that Richard is not having an affair, but then her stomach starts rumbling and tumbling and she throws up. And after some water, Marta listens to what the detectives and Block have so far to piece the story together as Mar- as Marta tries not to gag.
1: By the way, it's revealed later, but I'll say it now just so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But whenever Marta lies, mm-hmm. she throws up. I've
0: already said that, yes.
1: Anyway, but like, Was that's, that the, the that's such a random, like...
0: I literally just said that. Are you not listening to oh. me?
1: I'm making fun of you. okay
0: no I hate it cause it's like oh <laughs> get it Marta's so good she can't lie yeah, she's so pure
1: she's such a good person you were like we she's, know
0: yeah literally we know we get it alright
1: mm-hmm. god
0: so Marta tries to walk away but is stopped by Blanc and asked if Harlan was planning on cutting off Joni's allowance yeah we then are put back into another flashback as we see Harlan finding out about the wiring mix up We see Marta is with him, too, as he shows her at the evidence. Back in the present, detectives ask Marta not to answer because she looks like she's about to puke again. Detective thinks getting cut off allowance is is a motive is weak. I mean, their whole lives are about to change, and I think that's motive enough. Mm -hmm. You know, the unknown of it. Blanc says yeah, but he now knows that Joni, Richard, and Walt all lied to him, and they... Detective is skeptical, but Blanc is like, I must know what Harlan and Watt fought about. Marta, still standing there, is like, maybe I should go, and they let her, but tell her to stay nearby. Detective and Blanc talk about the elephant in the room, of why Blanc is there in the first place, and he tells the men that he's here because someone dodged a question. The detective asks who, and Blanc is like, me, duh. Duh. It was Linda who asked, who hired me? And everyone is like, well, who hired you? And Blanc is like, I don't know. Someone gave me an envelope with cash in it and told me to come here. Blanc thinks that someone suspects foul play, and that's why he was hired. But he can't figure out who or why. But it does fascinate him, though. Blanc then asks the detectives to read everyone's whereabouts during the time of death. And we learn that the, part, the party ended around 1130. Marta takes Harlan upstairs to give him his meds. Important note: that the stairs creak every time someone walks up them. Yep. And since Linda is a light sleeper, she can hear every time when someone goes up and down the stairs. The first time was when Joni hears a thunk from somewhere above her in the house.
1: Thunk.
0: Concerned about Harlan, Joni goes to investigate, waking up Linda. Marta is up with Harlan in her in his upstairs office, and Harlan explains to Joni that he knocked over a go piece and he tells her that he is fine and to go to bed. Ten minutes later, Linda's woken up again by Marta, who was leaving, and was seen leaving by Walt and his son at midnight. Fifteen minutes later, Linda is woken up a third time, and the final time, Harlan trying to get a late night sack, as seen by Walter, who discouraged this, and sought Harlan back to bed.
1: Go back to bed, dad. Based on
0: all this time all this time uh based on all this, time of death is located any time between twelve midnight and 2 a.m. Around 12.30, Meg had come home from her party just as Walt finished his cigar. Meg went straight to bed and Walt, his son, went to bed shortly after. Around 3 a.m., Meg woke up because the dog was barking, used the potty, and went back to bed. Mm -hmm. The detectives reassure Blanc all their stories match up and everything is accounted for. Blanc asks if there was another entrance to Harlan's office, but nope, there isn't. Trooper Wagner brings up a... us slow folk up to speed by telling us Ransom couldn't have done it because he wasn't there and neither was Marta because Harlan was still alive when she left. The detective stops Trooper Rackner telling him the case is closed because all leads point to a super slide because the way Harlan slit his own throat can only be done by himself and that, and that it's impossible to recreate. The detective asks Blanc why they keep going over this. Blanc says evidence can tell a clear story through a forked tongue and we see from those interviews everyone can lie, except for one. We then cut to Marta being interviewed, and we see Blanc ask Marta for her accounts of the night, and ask if she took Mr. Thombie upstairs and then left to go home, and everyone wants her to fill in a gap of what happened between that time. She was with Harlan. As Mm -hmm. Blanc flips a coin, the ringing of the coin takes Marta back to that night.
1: We see Harlan upstairs, uh, office, as Marta brings Harlan inside. Marta notices that Harlan is at, uh, ten, wait... It, it, like, it, oh my God! Marta notices that it's uh, like past ten. It's a little. It's getting late in the night. So she grabs her medical bag. Harlan tries to play a game of go with her, but uh, Marta's like, "Oh no! It's late! It's late! You know, I need to go home." And so Harlan is like, uh, "Oh come on! It's my birthday!" Mm-hmm. And Marta she gets frustrated, and, like curses at him, whatever. And he's like
0: and the first time i watched it i said oh my god even she's mean you know but no but no that's just their dynamic
1: that's their dynamic and, mm-hmm. and she's like if i can get you to calm down oh, wait how wait he's like wait he tells her that if uh she's gonna get him to like calm down you have to earn it you know and so she gives it to him they should talk each other as to like starts beating harlan at go and Harlan's like what uh, oh, you know he's like he's being dramatic about growing old and like never dying and uh at this rate, he'll be lucky to get killed by an earthquake and as he like does that he starts shaking the gold board and it like flips off the table knocking all the pieces down and so uh he, he throws the board to the floor and the marta's medical bag falls down as well and Harlan thinks it's funny, but Marta tells him that hey, you're going to bed, and as she gets him ready, to like take a shot of morphine.
0: Well, it's his medicine first, and yeah. then more.
1: Yeah, he's like, she's like, let's do some drugs. Yeah, literally. Yeah, she's sorry. She gives him his medicine first, and then she pulls out the vial of morphine. And so, Marta asks him like, "How how was the night went?" Even though uh, I know she knew that he wouldn't enjoy it. Harlan tells her it went fine, and I cut off four of the lines as he said. As, as you know because Harlan confessed to Marta since they're really close he's like mm-hmm. you know I cut off my son from the publishing thing mm-hmm. I cut off Ransom entirely mm-hmm. you know all that which makes which makes me wonder now more about the end I'm, I'm gonna hope I remember that
0: okay uh do you wanna write it down in your notes
1: yeah I'll write it down in a second I'll, I'll keep reading them okay But um, Harlan confesses to Marta that it wasn't easy doing that to his family, and he he's like, I blame the fortune that I have, you know. Mm -hmm. And Harlan tells her that I should have encouraged Waltmore to write his own stories instead of looking over his. I should have been more of a father to Joni, and, and been more like a father to Joni more than just a provider, you know, kinder to Linda and, uh, and ransom, you know, just in general. You know, because him and Ransom, uh, they had a falling out this night, the mm-hmm. night of the party, but they'd been, like, having a falling out for, like, I assume, what we take to be a long time?
0: I think it's just because, uh, he says this after this, but he says he's, like, Ransom was him when he was that age. Yeah, so he's he, like, like, I get that. Yeah. So, and I, and I I feel like they're, like, a perfect mirror of each other. I think that's, that's what, why that's I hate him. what happens with Ransom. I'm just like, seriously? Yeah. Yeah. And I really wish they would have done more with that. And I think they just did that because it's Chris Evans. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm.
1: But then, anyway. So, Harlan, uh, like like Sarah just said, Harlan sees himself in Ransom. And then Harlan, like, looks at his favorite knife that, that he has. Because, you know, he's, he's an old, uh, eccentric man. Uh, he describes Ransom as uh, confident and stupid, playing life like a game without consequences blurring the lines of not being able to tell the difference between a real knife and a stage prop. That becomes important later.
0: Yeah, note it.
1: Note that. Harlan says this all while getting a, that knife out and then stabbing the table You know, like, like the dramatic old man he is. Can you take over? I'm going to write that down in my notes.
0: Harlan tells Marta that he does not fear death and would like to fix a lot of his mess before he goes, though. He turns to Marta, who has finished putting the medicine in Harlan's body, and tells him, I guess we shall see. Marta says, well, you had a long day. Would you like to do some drugs?" hmm And my answer to that question will always be yes. Of course. Also, do you remember Red Ribbon Week? <laughs>
1: oh, my God. I hate you. I hate you, you brought that back.
0: Remember? Okay, so who Al doesn't know, Red Ribbon Week is a week in your elementary school. Where you promise and they make you sign things that are like, I will never have drugs or alcohol. Kind
1: of like pink ribbon is like breast cancer Mm -hmm. and other. there are other ribbons or whatever. But But like
0: each day you could like dress up like crazy hair day. Yeah, like red red, red,
1: red ribbon is just anti-drug week though. Yeah, yeah. Didn't work.
0: No, it did not. Dude, I would sign... Oh, I promise not to like take drugs or whatever. But there were some kids in my class that were like, I'm not signing this. And I feel like we're in the fourth grade.
1: <laughs> it's it's not that
0: serious. I know like we're we're literally in the fourth grade, bro. <laughs> like calm down dude shit like that cracks me up now cause I'm just like that shit was so serious back then (laughs) but like right now that shit's hilarious if I was a teacher I'd be like dying all the time like oh my god kids were wild we were wild Mm
1: then.
0: like we were like what nine literally (laughs) oh my god So Marta then, trying to get the drugs, realizes that there's been a mistake. She has already given him the morphine, and a shit ton of it. She had mistaken the first vial for the medicine, but was actually morphine. Harlan starts calmly asking questions as Marta explains while frantically looking through her medical bag that she needs to get this emergency shot so Harlan won't die in ten minutes harlan hearing this is like i'm gonna profit off of this moment as he starts writing down the details for maybe a next book harlan is like i have 10 minutes to live huh and Marta's like yes and starts explaining the symptoms he will feel in five minutes and then dead in another Marta's still looking through the bag in full panic as harlan starts explaining the situation further by telling Marta that it's eight minutes since the injection and the ambulance would take 15 minutes to even get here and Marta starts pouring out the bag, trying to find the right medicine to give to Harlan. Harlan then asks Marta if she has the medicine, and in tears, Marta says she's going to find it. Marta tearfully gives up, finding the medicine, and goes to call for help. After getting on the phone, Harlan clears the line, and Marta is like, dude, you're going to die, man. <laughs> Harlan tells Marta that there is no time, and that she has to listen to him. But Marta is freaking out, and is like, we need to get your family. But before she can make it off the door, Harlan trips her, causing the kathunk. Mm-hmm. Marta is shocked and appalled that Harlan would trip her, and she's like trying to reason with what she thinks is a crazy old man. Harlan covers her mouth to stop Marta from freaking out further and tells her that she needs to listen. Harlan tells Marta that they have six minutes left and that he is as good as dead now, but they need to think so that Marta can get out of the situation, and Marta needs to think of her mother now. As they talk further, there is a knock at the door. Harlan tells Marta to get behind him, and she turns around so whoever's at the door can't see her face. We see that it's Jody checking up on Harlan while Marta is pissing and shitting herself about the fucking situation she's in. What? What would you do if this were happening to you? I'd be like, what happened? What the fuck happened? Dude, I'd be losing my goddamn mind. Oh, I know. I'd be losing my goddamn mind. Oh my goodness. So, after Harlan sends Joni to bed, he sits Marta down and tells her to pay attention, and then if anyone finds out what happened, they will take her undocumented mother separating her family while his financially ruins hers. Harlan tells Marta that they are not going to let that happen, but Marta has to do exactly what Harlan tells her to do. Marta tearfully asks what does Harlan want her to do, and explains that he needs her to go noisily downstairs and say goodbye loudly. Call attention to the time. Drive out to the gate, then avoid security cameras and pull off the road before the car elephant. Love in this scene that Marta forgets a detail and that she wasn't sure which way to go. Because, like, you're watching her do the things he's explaining her to do, Mm -hmm. but she can't remember what he said. So she's like, oh, is it before the elephant or after? Before, after. Yeah. So she makes a little, she thinks she makes a little mistake. And Like, honestly, I just love it. I love that little detail. Mm -hmm. What do you think?
1: I actually like that a lot because it made me wonder. I was like, did he say before or after?
0: It's more like
1: I... Now you're making me second guess myself.
0: It's more like I wouldn't remember any of this. And it's funny that the characters are making a mistake that I would. Yeah. So Harlan wants Martha to park the car, come back to the house on foot, and take the side yard pass through the little gate. And since the dogs know her, they shouldn't bark. Marta must make it to the third floor without being seen and the only way is for her to climb up like the side thing the
1: la- the railing kind yeah of.
0: and and come in through the trick hall window
1: which begs the question do the dogs either not know Ransom or do they just know Ransom and not like Ransom because they bark at a him all bit, the time
0: probably a little bit of both yeah so we see Marta climb and she's low-key struggling as we get a reminder from Harlan to not make any noise as Marta breaks apart of the side railing thing, screaming and crying. We then see Marta make it inside. We hear Harlan tell her to get his robe and cap from his bedroom and put them on. Harlan tells Marta to go downstairs and that he knows Walt is smoking and we, and we'll see her thinking that it's Harlan. Harlan explains that this rules her out completely because she was seen leaving, driving off, and that Harlan was last seen alive 20 minutes later. It's airtight. He's so good at this. Mm-hmm. Like, dang, that, that mystery novelist just is coming he, through. He
1: planned this out. I know. Harlan was behind his own murder.
0: Literally. Harlan tells Marta to leave the way she came, so climb down and don't let anyone see her, as Marta almost successfully does that but gets caught by none other. The Nana, as she asked Marta if she is rancid back Ransom, again. Back again. Already. Marta runs away from the house as we hear Harlan tell her to drive home. And sometime in the next few days, the police are going to want to question her.
1: Would you let the police question you? No. <laughs> oh, you'd you not you you'd fight? I would. Oh my
0: gosh. <laughs> back in Harlan's office, Marta tells him she can't talk to the police because she will puke. Harlan tells her not to lie, but tell fragments of the truth in this exact order. After that, we hear the coin ringing again, and we are back in the present with Marta, just as Blanc catches the ringing coin. Marta tells Blanc that she took Harlan upstairs, and they played their daily game of Go. At some point, Harlan knocked the board over, and Joni came to check up on them, since the noise was loud. Marta tells him that she gave Harlan pain meds as he pulled his shoulder a week ago. She left Harlan's study at midnight and said goodbye to Walt and went home. The detective then asks Marta what kind of medication did she give Harlan. She tells him that she gives him an IV drip of non-narcotic stuff, and then to help Harlan sleep, she gives him three milligrams of morphine. They then ask her if the family knew about the dosage, and Marta says yes. The detective then asks Marta if she noticed anything weird or off about Harlan. Marta mouths the words no as her stomach gargles loudly, and Mr. Blanc tells her that he is satisfied with her side of the story and that she is free to go. As Marta leaves the room, she goes to the bathroom and to immediately throw up. So what'd you think about that?
1: I was like, she's not going to make it. Like, when I was just watching the scene, I was like, yeah, she's not going to make it. Dude.
0: Because, like, what was she lying about, you know? The whole, like, situation or, like, a Harlan acting weird.
1: Well, it's probably the, did you notice anything weird about Harlan? I mean, Mm -hmm. she kind of watched him die, so. Yeah. I feel like she didn't want to admit that.
0: Mm Mm-hmm so scary bro oh my god we then cut to linda looking through all the letters her dad had written to her as she starts to cry as walt walks in reminding her of the wake that they have walt seeing that his sister's upset asks if she is all right and she tells them she was thinking about their father's games like all of this is just a part of one big game and she keeps waiting for the reveal when everything makes sense again mm-hmm. linda starts to sob and grieve for her father while walt comforts her that that was really sweet. Yeah. I'm not sure why it was added. It was very like different than the rest of the movie, especially how the rest of them interact with each other. But I like that it's kind of in there to express that they do love each other as a family.
1: Each other, but not like...
0: Yeah, you know. Well, Linda at least cared for her father.
1: Yeah. I think she truly
0: did care. I don't think she ever asked of
1: anything after that, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because what did... How were they like... Like, how were they cut out of the will? They weren't, were they? I think Linda
0: is, because she has her own thing. So I
1: think he knew that she'd be fine either way. That's true, I guess. I don't know, I'm just trying to imagine, like, how... He doesn't like Richard. Yeah, I think that's just... It. I think Ransom just... doesn't deserve it.
0: Walt needs to be... Oh, needs to have independence.
1: Uh, Ransom mentions it earlier, but um, Linda started her business on a million dollar loan. From yeah, the I know. Owner, so, like, yeah. even that...
0: But still, he knew she'd be okay because she has her successful business. Yeah. So it's not like they don't have any money.
1: Okay. Hey, let's say our kid came to us. And was like, like let's say we were kind of rich. And our kid was like, hey, I need a million dollars to like. For an an investment thing, I have. Can
0: I, we afford to lose this? Like, oh yeah, yeah, we can
1: afford it. But but do we want to give our kid that chance, or do we want to like use this as a learning experience? To say no.
0: I mean, if we have the money, like I would love to create generational wealth. So yeah, I'd give them the money. Okay. What they do with that fail, either fail or not, you know. But don't don't ask again, you know. No, that I was your you. one in a million shot.
1: Yeah, I get you though. Mm-hmm.
0: Is that how you're feeling?
1: Mm. Yeah. (laughs) I'm feeling something right now.
0: So we then cut to the wake of Fran, the housekeeper, telling everyone that she doesn't think that Harlan would kill himself. We see that Fran is talking to Marta about how this all reminds her of a Hallmark mystery. As Marta tries to tune her out, she she is reminded of that night of Harlan's party when him and Ransom got into it. We are then sent into a flashback as Harlan and Ransom walk away into another room. Marta looks on at the family in the gathering room as they all argue over politics. Fran, also witnessing this, tells Marta that she is disappearing and asks Marta if she wants a drink. Marta declines since technically she's on the clock as she looks on as the uh, family continues to argue. So it seems that Joni and Wald's wife get into it about immigration and Richard even gets in on this little debate to further prove his nasty point. He calls for Marta, and Marta tries to walk away but is caught. Marta, now front and center of this family, is now asking, "Um, where her family mo- to move here at this to the states the right way?" Oh, he's asking the her the right way. Lamar. Yeah, yeah. Also, I can't believe people actually talk like this. Oh my god! Like that's, that's gross. so yeah, literally. I'd be so shocked that someone would ever ask that. I'd be like, oh my god. Mm -hmm. So Richard concludes his point by saying, if you work hard from the ground up, then anything is yours, just like we did with our stuff. And Walt laughs at him. Honestly, yeah. How ironic. How ironic. Everyone tells Martin that she can walk away, but Richard keeps being insensitive because he wants to sound smart by telling everyone in the room to be an American is to do so legally, and it doesn't matter how good one's heart is, you have no you have to face the consequences. We then hear Ransom and Harlan argue so loud people turn to find them leaving the room, and Ransom leaving, pulling Marta out of the flashback and back into the present with Fran. Marta, feeling lightheaded, tumbles a bit, Meg comes to check on Marta and pulls her and Fran aside As they go into a different room to smoke pot. Just like us.
1: They're just like us for real. Yeah,
0: take a hit. You gotta take a hit.
1: Let's go to the beach. Beach, let's go to the way.
0: Marta explains that she has had a panic attack back there and Meg tells her to calm down as she tries to light the joint. Honestly, yeah. It's more like shut the fuck up. Christian's never had to experience that in his life. (laughs) Marta asks, is where is is there where Fran keeps her stash? and Meg tells her who would look in a clock. We then see Walt asking Nana loudly if she's hungry, while Linda tells him to stop being stupid because Nana finished a salmon platter by herself. Meg comes up to her uncle to tell him that it's time to tell Marta what the whole family discussed. Mm -hmm. Marta, along with Walt and Meg, as they tell her that she's a part of the family and they would like to take care of her. Marta, confused, asks why, and Walt explains because she was such a great friend to their father, so it's only right that they look after her. She was such a great friend to their father, so it's only right that they look after her financially, and she should always know that she will always be taken care of, as Walt hugs Marta, and while Marta stares at the portrait of Harlan yet again.
1: So, Marta is going to leave, but then runs into Blanc, who is still, like, lingering around on the grounds outside. Marta asks, like, why he's still there, but then Blanc tells her, you know, I was wondering if you can tell me. And he knows that something is afoot, but something tells Blanc that Marta feels that too. Blanc then tells Marta how he operates and how the truth just falls at his feet, which literally is the movie, and tells tells Marta that the cops were just going to rule this case closed, but Blanc was able to have it left open for another 48 hours. Blanc tells Marta that tomorrow he will be searching the grounds, and once Marta, by his eyes and ears... Marta asks Blanc why her, and Blanc honestly tells her that he's the trust, Marta, that he trust Marta's kind of heart. By the way, I thought the cops said that, like, uh. Like, they said earlier, really like, oh, you know, we thought it was going to be something special, but it really is just a suicide. Mm-hmm. And But then, like, but then they're like, but he's not, like, with this case. He's just, ab- uh. Observing. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, so is he with the case now, or what, you know?
0: I guess at this point now, yeah.
1: Anyway. So. She's also the only one who had nothing to gain from Harlan's death, but neither did Linda, really.
0: I don't think so, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, Marta tells Blanc that uh, she honestly thinks no one in this family could be capable of murder, but Blanc disagrees and that I'll arrive. At, that he says that he'll arrive at the truth soon enough. Marta asks if that's true and that the truth will come out, and Blanc tells her, always. So, the next scene, we see Marta make it home to her mom, who's watching a murder she wrote, by the way marta sits right next to her and gets a hashback i know it gets lost in thought uh and it throws us back to the night before harlan died and telling uh uh her the plan and oh my god and like we're seeing marta like carry out like the plan Mm -hmm. whatever like her doing all the stuff hiding coming back into the house yada 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 so marta's standing at the door where harlan has just kicked her out and she's like weighing her options of what to do next uh, Marta then barges in Harlan's office and tells him that oh, listen I can't do this and they have to it, try to find some way to get him help and then Harlan just lies on his couch with a knife like at his throat and it's like uh, Marta just do what I told you if you follow everything I told you then everything will be fine and then Harlan then like he's like will you promise that to me she's mm-hmm. like okay and then like he just like kills himself like stab like slices his neck right in, the, in front, right of, in front her, of her
0: traumatized her forever bro.
1: And Marta then leaves the office crying to herself, uh, leaving Harlan's body. And after getting herself together, she goes to the only option she ha- has left now at this point, point that's to follow through on the plan. So we cut back to the present day as an anxiety-induced Marta is like shaking her leg relentlessly. We see a single drop of blood on her shoe by the laces. That's wild. The next morning, at the Fromby house, Marta pulls uh, up to the security house where Mr. Blanc is. We see a security guard in there with a bunch of old computers. Mm -hmm. Uh, The troopers there, the uh, detectives there, Elliot. Uh, They're all in the security shack. Uh, And we see the security man. He's, uh, you know, like back in my day, uh, it wasn't so much all this, uh, you just roam the grounds with a a handgun, but now with all this technology, uh, he's like, uh, he... Yeah, it's like he's able to take a bunch of security footage. He's like, I usually destroy it, but with a with this a magnetic degausser, uh, do you know what a degausser? Okay, never mind. It just wipes the tape, completely. Mm. But uh, uh, he said the night Har- he kept the tape from the night Harlan died for security purposes. Mm. Is this man out of a job now, or is, did did Yeah, We'll we'll get back to that. Uh. Uh, Marta is like looking at the live feed she remembers that Harlan like told her to she sees that elephant that Harlan told her to pull off off at and she's like did he say before or after because she's starting to doubt herself but uh, she's going over the fact that the camera probably caught her sneaking away so we then uh, put the tape of that night in and they're like watching over it and Marta is like skipping the video forward per blocks Mm -hmm. request she's fast forwarding you know and Marta has her finger over the eject button or uh, whatever and she like watches for her car like to pull up and then suddenly the tape just pops out and Marta's like what happened and uh the security guy's like ah oh, well you gotta hold it down or it'll just, it'll just eject itself mm-hmm. and that thing eat, eats tapes like crazy or whatever is what mm-hmm. it says and you see the VHS player like smoking mm-hmm. And so, Blanc... Which means, did she push the button or not?
0: I don't think she did. I don't think she got the chance to. Yeah. So she was going to, but...
1: Yeah, anyway, Blanc asked the detective and Trooper Wagner if there's a way to get these tapes... Oh, sorry. Blanc asked the detective and Trooper Wagner if there's a way to get these tapes digitized so they can scan them safely, mm-hmm. and Mort is like, I got it, like, talking about the tape. She put it in her bag. Mm-hmm. The next scene, everyone is outside, like, looking for tracks because... Blanc thinks that someone broke into the house to kill Harlan as a uh, Trooper Wagner t- takes the tape from Marta. Marta pockets, like, this huge fruit or whatever. Uh, it's like, I
0: think it's a magnet.
1: Magnet? Is
0: it? I think so. I think it's like a cherry magnet.
1: Because I, I thought it was just, I don't know, maybe? That makes more sense because I always thought she kind of had fruit on her. I don't know. Whatever. She puts this thing in her bag or whatever uh, while Wagner tells us that uh, he found Ransom's address. Marta clo- uh uh, closes a small gate that we see or she gets closest th- that I'm, sorry. Closes. I'm sorry I'm so Marta uh, is getting closer to like the small gate leading up to the property and we see that leading up to it is like mud and uh, her tracks are still there and so the te- and she's like oh the detectives see this what do they think so oh my god so Blanc it does like Marta uh, she tries to like, play it off cool but Blanc notices like the mud and he sees the footprint he's like everyone stare where you are uh, but Marta can't is either either can't hear her or is ignoring him because she doesn't want to seem suspicious mm-hmm. he's like Mar- Marta, Marta and she's like what and she like starts to come back and she's like starting to walk on the mud and he, she's like what and he's like no Marta stay there and she she ruins the evidence you know to make it look mm-hmm. like it was just her foot you know mm-hmm. uh, so the detective tells Wagner to uh, uh oh my god wait no no that was right the detective then tells Wagner like yeah you know get the boys collect all this evidence and we see two dogs run around and roll all over the mud mm-hmm. anyway mm-hmm. They, those were Harlan's dogs by the way Marta then is uh, petting one of the dogs as Blanc tells her that the dogs are a good judge of character and the dogs uh, run towards Linda back at the house who was calling them so the detective reminds us then that the whole family will be reading Harlan's will at 10am and Marta un- and as Marta and Block get closer to the house they uh discuss how uh, wool ratings are overrated and unnecessary and Blanc calls it a uh, theater production of a tax return.
0: Oh, yeah. Marta asks what Blanc is looking for as he takes a long look around the house's perimeter and he tells her that he's just looking for something out of the ordinary. Marta then finds that, like, broken rail thing that she climbed up <laughs> That she broke while holding In broad daylight, I might add She's holding this piece of evidence And as Blonde notices Nana just staring at him from the window It kind of scares him a bit But somehow knowing that the old woman Knows something, while Marta throws that Broken piece of evidence as far away as possible Blonde then asks if she's okay enough To show him Harlan's upstairs study Where he did the thing Mm-hmm. Scary
1: literally.
0: So we cut to the study and Blanc takes a look around and asks Marta where her medical bag is. Marta says she doesn't know because she leaves it in the study and Trooper Wagner chimes in to say that the medical bag was probably taken in as evidence. Blanc asks Marta how the go board got knocked over and Marta explains that they were both just goofing around. Marta asks Blanc where he's thinking asks Blanc what he's thinking as he throws the go board onto the floor to see if it makes the same cathunk sound. As Blunk makes his little experiment, a car pulls up with none other than Ransom himself, played by America's ass Chris Evans.
1: That's America's ass.
0: Christian, what did you think of this introduction of Ransom? I love seeing
1: America's ass.
0: I love seeing Chris Evans too. I'm just like, ooh! And he is so sexy and smug in this film. You're just like, okay, alright, sorry. As Ransom walks in he is stopped by the detectives and Trooper Wagner and they call him by his full name Hugh Ransom and Ransom's like only the help call me Hugh Write that down folks, write that down, your, folks. write that put down folks put in your reminder So, Ransom is like, yeah, okay, kind of guy, and kind of keeps walking toward the downstairs study so that he can hear the will. And the Detective asks Blanc if he is ready to ask Ransom some questions, and Ransom kind of scoffs.
1: Scoff. Then goes to find his family
0: to make trouble. So... So... Ransom starts being an asshole to Fran, then being an asshole to Meg's degree as a lawyer... Who reads The World arrives and tells the family he's setting up in 10 minutes. I, best you will, I bet you'll never guess how that lawyer's famous. this' you'll never guess. How? It's Frank Oz. Do you know who that oh is? Oh my god. Do you know who that is? Who is that?
1: It's Frank Oz. What does he do? He is on Frank. Just kidding, I have no idea. He plays Yoda. Really? Yeah. That's cool.
0: Yeah, he's a puppeteer. And guess what? What? He directed The Dark Crystal. Huh. That's my little hash for you that's cool yeah I know right that's what I said I said no
1: way wait he directed that Mm -hmm. I thought that was oh yeah that was awesome oh well you're funny thank you what
0: Walt makes it known that he is resentful towards Ransom for showing up early to the will reading but was not there nowhere to be found during Harlan's funeral Walt then asks why Ransom was even bothered showing up in the first place, and the fr- rest of the family is like, oh, what do you mean? And everyone knows what he's talking about, but doesn't want to say it in fear that it could happen to them. Ransom was written out of the will. What? Walt backs this up by saying that his son was in the bathroom all night and heard everything, and everyone's like, Jacob, are you in the bathroom? Meg says he was being a weird troll while Jacob calls Meg a liberal snowflake. Richard and Walt go at it talking about each other's sons as they both stand up to physically start fighting. Linda screams at them to quit and then asks Jacob what exactly he heard between Harlan and Ransom. Jacob says he only heard two things clearly. Harlan says, My will, and then more yelling between the two as Jacob tells the family he heard Ransom say, I'm warning you. Linda asks Ransom what does that mean and Walt Takes over by saying that Ransom has nothing and that his lifestyle of freeloading is now over. Walt basically tells Ransom that no one in the family will give him a single cent because all he does is burn right through it. Richard asks Ransom if Harlan said was true about the will, and Ransom says yes. Richard says, Well, maybe this will make you grow up. Linda does tell him that this is the best thing to ever happen to him, and Ransom rolls his eyes. Joni tells him that it's going to be hard, but he will make it through. Ransom is tired of his family's hypocrisy and tells them all to eat shit as they all gasp and clench their pearls. Marta and Blanc just watch the chaos ensue until Blanc is tired of hearing, goes outside to think. Marta follows and pokes fun at the Thromby family for being dramatic in the worst way possible. We then see Fran leave dramatically, calling the family assholes while Blanc
1: tries to No, 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 she says asshole. Do you know who she's talking about?
0: Oh Ransom! Ransom.
1: Yeah, because he's an asshole.
0: Yeah,
1: that gets mentioned a lot. Ransom, because he's an asshole.
0: He's a hot asshole.
1: That's America's asshole. See, see what I did there?
0: Oh my God! Well, Blanc tries to fit Ransom. I'm warning you, narrative into the story. Those snitchy ass dogs, seeing that Blanc has Harlan's baseball, thinking he wants to play fetch brings the broken, like, slide ladder thing that Marta broke off and tried to desperately hide right to Blanc. Blanc then goes to see where it was broken off and sees a window outside whom he didn't see inside the house and wants to investigate. Back inside the house, Walt and Ransom are still going at it as Marta and Blanc make their way inside and upstairs, not unnoticed by the detective and trooper Wagner as they follow them upstairs as well. Leading to the hallway, Marta uncovers the window that was hidden by a painting, and Blanc starts checking the rug on the hallway floor for dirt with the his glasses. I thought it was a magnifying glass, but it was his glasses.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He tells everyone that it's dried mud, and the detective is like, well, if you take into account the last time the rug was clean, this mud could be from anyone. And Blanc agrees until he sees mud on the window sill from someone's shoe coming in through the window.
1: How could they?
0: They collect the samples to the drive mud, and Blanc says that whoever climbed through this window did not want to be heard coming up the stairs. Blanc tells Marta that th- uh, the game is afoot.
1: The game is afoot.
0: In the next scene, we see the whole family in the downstairs study with the lawyer ready to hear the will. Blanc interrupts the lawyer as soon as he mentions people leaving, Blanc tells the family that they have to stay in town until the investigation is over. Yeah. The family gets a little snooty until the lawyer is ready to continue with the will reading, telling everyone, including us, that Harlan had altered the will a week before his death. Gasp.
1: Gasp, gasp. The lawyer tells the
0: family that if they feel they need to talk it all over, they can, but Harlan's will is pretty cut and dry. All of Harlan's assets include the house that they are all in, a $60 million in various cash accounts and investments, and lastly, the publishing company. The lawyer then tells the family that Harlan had written a statement when he was making changes to the will, which the lawyer will now read now upon Harlan's request. He writes, "'Dearest Linda, Walter, and Joni, "'some of you may be surprised by the choice I've made here. "'No pleasure was taken in the exclusion "'and his purpose was not to sow greater discord "'in the family quite the opposite. Please accept it with grace and without bitterness, but do accept it. It's for the best. Dead. After the letter, the lawyer goes to open the will with much of the- Also, what did you think of that? The whole thing?
1: It was, um... That letter? A lot, it, it was interesting.
0: Did they all separately think that only one of them was gonna get the they Well, they,
1: they all probably thought it was ransom. He was like...
0: Well, I thought that, but even so, they all said, like, hey, just respect this choice.
1: Yeah, no, uh, I get that.
0: Because they were like, okay, well, I know this is going to call discord, but, like, hey.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So, I don't know why they didn't, like, pick that up.
1: Yeah, I get it.
0: Anyway, after the letter, the lawyer goes to open the will with much of the family's eagerness. The lawyer tells the family that it's really not a complex will and will go by quickly, which makes Linda laugh. The lawyer reads, I Harlan Thromby being of sound mind and body, I hereby direct that all my assets both liquid and otherwise, I leave entirety to Marta Cabrera.
1: Liquid and solid.
0: My entire ownership of Bloodlike Wine Publishing, I leave in its entirety to Marta Cabrera. The copyright of its catalog likewise I leave in its entirety to Marta Cabrera. Like honestly, that's amazing. Like befriending an old guy and him being like, "Okay, you can have my shit," and I'll be like, "Wow, thank you."
1: Literally. Wow,
0: awesome! Like I'd be like, "Wow."
1: Oh, wow that might be scanty.
0: So, what would you do if I came home and I was like, "Hey, so you know that old guy that I was like would go to the library with sometimes?" Uh, well, he died, and uh, he kind of gave me all of Everythi- like his. He m- gave
1: me the everything.
0: How How would you feel about that? I'm like
1: okay, we're would moving.
0: You, we're moving. <laughs>
1: Sahara got me a clue house. Oh, my God.
0: So this whole family is gagged. Like, they are shocked that Harlan picked none of his family members, while Ransom just laughs as Marta gets insulted by this family. Walt is the first to get up and call bullshit, while Linda tells everyone that this can't be legal. Ransom just laughs and leaves, while Marta just kind of stands there shocked. And if I were her, I would start leaving. Would you have left? Mm Mm-hmm. I'd be like oh my god I'd be like oh my god I'm poor
1: I'm one of y- I'm just like you now Marta <laughs> if I was in this family
0: the family gets in the lawyers as Linda has finally lost her peace of mind and tells everyone to get out of the house and that they are the thrombies and that this is still their house everyone kind of just gets quiet and turns to the lawyer who forgot to mention another asset which is another house that also now belongs to Marta mm-hmm. the family instantly turns on Marta and Linda calls her a bitch and that if she knew about all this and what she did. What did she do? And Linda accuses Marta of sleeping with Harlan and a fucking Jacob calls her an anchor baby.
1: Yeah, which is very like
0: And guess what? Harlan was improvised.
1: That was an improv. That that was in his fucking chest, bro. <laughs> he knew.
0: He said it, but in the midst of the chaos, only Michael Shannon heard it. So he went up to uh, Ryan and was like, hey, we should use that. So they focused.
1: Her. I bet he was like that. That's wild. Hey, we should use that.
0: That's my little hash facts for you. Okay. Blanc tries to get the room to calm down while he tells Marta to leave. Marta tries to walk away and is stopped by Joni, who just wants to talk. But Marta, being nice, stops to listen while the whole family catches up and surrounds her and i do not like when i can tell the camera gets off the stand and like the person is carrying the camera Mm -hmm. i hate it i hate it and it takes me out of the movie but this time it works because it kind of helps with how marta feels like she feels like disheveled and overwhelmed like she can't even process what's happening right now she just wants to leave the situation but like Um, they wanted it to be a smooth, like, on, like, a trolley thing. Yeah. But it broke, so they had to use the, like, person cam. Whatever you call it. Yeah. But yeah, that's my little hash fact for you.
1: Interesting. Do you like that? I do kind of like
0: that. I think everybody knows those facts, though, so it's not really that much of a hash fact.
1: Mm-hmm. Hash fact.
0: Marta gets in her car, and she can't get it to start. Surrounded by the family she used to work for, a ransom comes in and swoops her away as they drive away ransom tells the family that this is the best thing that could ever happen to them his father asks well what's that supposed to mean it happens so the two take off and ransom asks her oh, what the fuck martha martha's like truly honestly i have no idea man what the fuck is going <sighs> so the two stop at this like kind of nice restaurant it's giving pelicans Loki
1: dude don't shit on pelicans
0: i haven't been to pelicans in so long do you like pelicans i used to i used to go for like a birthday dinner
1: dude i thought you were shitting on pelicans and i was like
0: what i haven't been there in so long
1: pelicans is a seafood place near where we grew up
0: yeah but it's like really fancy it's not and nobody well it's the fanciest thing that we had
1: no it's not shut up <laughs> It looks like an but old... But
0: nobody will let it die.
1: It looks like a restaurant, like, on a dock somewhere. Yeah. Except the fact, like, it, it, it's in the middle of a parking lot of an abandoned mall.
0: Yeah, it's holding on by a thread.
1: It's fine. It's doing great.
0: Like, I see people there every day.
1: It's good. Like, we should go. We should, it, it is we should good. Go. We should go. Like, it is good. Their seafood is relatively fresh. Mm-hmm. Like, it, we live in a landlocked state. So, but it's relatively fresh and good. And I don't think anyone's ever... And right
0: in the middle of a landlocked state, too. Like, we're not at the edge or anything.
1: Yeah, but it's good. I like it. I'm rocking with Marcus. Marcus rocking with us.
0: So the two stop at this nice restaurant, and she confesses that this is all a nightmare, as ransom asks if she's okay and that she needs to eat. And the first time I watched this film movie, right... I thought they wanted us to think that Ransom was the villain and that he and Marta would team up to find who really killed Harlan, Uh and also fall in love in the process because he's basically a mirror of Harlan, and that the movie kind of makes that a point.
1: Yeah. Several times. Several times. Mm
0: -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Did you think that too the first time you watched that?
1: Yeah, kind of.
0: I was so annoyed. I was like... also i live for this sweater that he's wearing i love this sweater uh
1: who ransom yes yeah oh
0: god i love this sweater so ransom asks marta why his grandfather would choose her and marta tells him it was probably the family who brought it on themselves marta asks ransom if harlan ever told him anything and ransom confesses that he knew that harlan had written him out of the will Marta argues that Harlan just wanted him to build something on his own like his mom, but Ransom argues that her business is only successful because she got a million-dollar loan from Harlan. Literally. Richard owns none of it because of the prenup Linda made him sign, so he lives in fear. Also, he calls Richard, Richard, which makes me think that maybe Richard isn't his dad.
1: I think he just, I think it's just a, uh, like, uh, authority, uh, authority
0: he's you know. too grown to be acting like that are you ready for our son to do that shit to us he'll be like oh hey and he'll be like Christian Sahara I'd be like oh okay we're at that phase now
1: Christian Sahara thington Tim. <laughs> because everyone knows that's your real old name <laughs> Sahara is just a nickname <laughs>
0: Oh, my God.
1: Is that funny or something? Yeah,
0: a little bit. You crack me up, man. Yeah, shut up. Ransom tells Marta that what he and Harlan discussed that night of the party was that everyone basically lies in this family and that when Ransom found out, he could have killed Harlan himself. And he continues this story by saying that he left the party to drive to find that clarity that he needed and that he realized for the first time in his life he was on his own. Ransom tells Marta that that kind of freedom feels good. Ransom tells Marta that he knows that Harlan did not kill himself, and Marta asks why he thinks that, and Ransom is like, I don't think I know. Ransom tells Marta that he knows they are probably the only two people who truly knew Harlan, and that he would never do something like this. Plus, Ransom knows that she can't lie, since she threw up in the last time they played Mafia, last 4th of July. Literally. And she ate the most disgusting meal I've ever seen in my life
1: it was like baked beans with like sausage and then just like toast on, on the like side on the side like like on, on the side yeah, like, like in, in a it.
0: circle and I was like that looks so fucking nasty ransom asked, what happened to my grandfather Marta what happened
1: <laughs> you know what I've been in the mood for like unrelated like food what I want, a, I want like a bologna sandwich like fried bologna. Do we have
0: bologna?
1: I haven't bought it since like two months. Dude, after we, we should lived get Dill.
0: We should DoorDash Dill Rancho. They have the best Frito Chili Pie. I fucking love their. What
1: food. are you talking about?
0: What? <laughs> what? You don't think Dill Rancho? You
1: stopped mid sentence and you we were like, because I, you we were like, when's the last time we have? You were like, do we have bologna? And I was like, the last time we bought it was like two months after we moved here, and you were like, yeah, we, yeah, because we should like, and then you're like. We should DoorDash some El Rancho. Del Del Rancho. Rancho. Del Rancho.
0: Yeah, because we were talking about food. Like you
1: just like I saw a switch flip mid sentence. All
0: right. So the next scene we cut to the Thromby house as the family is there trying to figure out what to do next. Linda and Richard argue with the lawyer that Harlan was not of sound mind when he changed will because he changed the will. The lawyer claims that just because they do not like what Harlan did does not mean that they can reverse the will. Jacob asks about undue influence, which he clearly got from his phone. And everyone's like, yeah, lawyer Yoda man, what about that? And Walt and Linda come up with this conspiracy that Marta has somehow manipulated her into the will. And all I could think while watching that scene is, like, my family talking about my dad's third wife. Mm -hmm. Christian doesn't like my joke. The lawyer's like, that's a hard thing to prove and we'll never win in court. I can't believe they're going to sue her. They're,
1: tra- they're going to sue they're her. They're trying to get their money.
0: That's crazy. their money. Oh my god. Joni asks about the Slayer rule, and the lawyer says that it doesn't apply in this case. The Slayer rule is when someone is convicted of killing the person who gives the inheritance. And the lawyer adds they don't even have to be convicted, just responsible for their death in civil court. And Walt is like, so like OJ? And the lawyer is like, yeah, like OJ.
1: Which is like... I miss the old Kanye. <laughs>
0: the lawyer then reminds the family that this does not apply to them since Harlan committed suicide. The family turns to find Blanc just sitting and listening, and Joni walks up to him to ask if there was any foul play afoot. Blanc tells her he suspects so, but he not, has not eliminated any suspects yet. Uh-huh. Richard, thinking this is all stupid, tells the family that Marta is a good girl and always does the right thing and will probably relinquish the rights to them anyway. Meg, not wanting to hear any of this, pulls her mother aside and tells her that if Grandpa wanted Marta to have everything, then it's what he would have wanted. Joni tells Meg no, that her grandfather wanted them to be taken care of because he loves them. Her grandfather wanted Meg to have the best education and without the money, Joni can't pay for Meg's school, which is so manipulative! This is so manipulative. Because she has her company! How much... And... So, back at the restaurant with Marta and Ransom, having told him the entire story of her side, by the way, Marta tells him she does not care if she goes to jail. She's worried about what will happen to her mother and her little sister. Ransom tells Marta that he thought he was the only person who could beat Harlan Echo, and Ransom thought that meant something. Which is kind of sad. You know... I kind of like the Harlan slash Ransom dynamic, but so complex. Mm-hmm. I would want to see them together, yeah. you know?
1: Harlan and Ransom? They mm-hmm. probably had a good time, to be honest. They probably just ended up arguing about something at, at the end of the day.
0: I know, which I really hate, you know? Because Redemption arc, Ransom becomes the new Harlan. He starts writing the novels. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, he, he starts writing from prison. <laughs>
0: mm. Ransom tells him that his last conversation was an argument and that Harlan had brought up that Marta had beaten him at go, and that he thought it was strange that Harlan told him that. Ransom thinks out loud that maybe knowing his grandfather that maybe the information did mean something. Ransom tells Marta that he won't tell his family anything, and that he won't let Marta go to jail and let the detectives catch her, as she's not going to give up any of the money. Ransom, sensing Marta's hesitancy, tells her that Harlan gave her the inheritance for a reason and that this is what he wanted for his family and that now that she's got this gotten this far he wants to help her make it out Marta calling bullshit asking why he's doing this because this isn't like him and they would have been the best enemies to lovers and I'm so upset that they didn't go in that direction that would have been awesome that would have been awesome that's what I would have done with um, his story You were saying? That's what I mean. That's what I'm, I'm done. Oh,
1: you, you were just like, <laughs> this story.
0: Guys, I took two more hits, so I'm a little, what?
1: What do you my phones call me? I'm pretty.
0: <laughs> Shut the fuck up. That's you. <laughs> my you boy in sh- my DMs saying I'm pretty.
1: I don't think that's how the phone is. It, Say it right.
0: This boy in my DMs calling me pretty. This boy and de- I that's a spoken word poetry by the way. I did that once. My poem was about my ex-boyfriend.
1: <laughs> Down tremendous boy. This was funny. So it was like <laughs> Yeah. Not going to last cuz.
0: <laughs> You're so stupid
1: you get it and you laugh
0: you're so stupid bro you piss me off sometimes I
1: pi- I piss you off okay <laughs> so was like you piss me off sometimes and me I'm, I'm just like I've wanted to become a family annihilator like five times today
0: oh <laughs> my god
1: not really pick it up you. pick it up
0: do you think you are gonna have like a secret language and our children like we're gonna say shit like that to each other i'm gonna be like pick it up and um they're gonna see us interact and they're like i'm not sure what that means one of
1: them just drops something and you're just like pick it up and the kids are like pick it up we'll be like what, what
0: are you telling you about? are we still gonna do this when we have kids no not the podcast i mean like being high
1: wait are we doing the podcast when we have kids? <laughs> 21-year hiatus. We're back.
0: <laughs> Do you think we'll ever beat both other people? Like, other podcasts?
1: Beat both like, other podcasts? I'd
0: be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Sorry, I don't like your your ugly-looking child. <laughs>
1: it's not that much.
0: I'm laughing at your Adam looking face, bro. You look like an Adam, but in the 1940s.
1: Oh my god. Adam!
0: You look like a young Abe Lincoln, bro.
1: Read the script.
0: (laughs) Oh my god, I've been reading this all time! Okay. Ransom tells her that his family can fuck off and he can help her get away with this. And then after it's all over, Marta will give him his cut of the inheritance. The first time I watched this I was like oh okay so I guess he's gonna be one of those assholes that's just an asshole until he learns his lesson in the end but no <laughs> Marcia nods being like whoop there it is as Ransom convinces her this way everyone wins as Marcia gets a call from Meg Marcia answers it and Meg asks if Martin's okay and they're both like oh we're fine and Meg is like hey I'm sorry for my family and that she wanted to ask what Marta's gonna do now that she owns everything. And Marta, looking at Ransom, asks Meg what she thinks Marta should do. And Meg is like, oh, I think you should give it back to the family. Meg explains that her grandfather always took care of everyone because they were his family. And Meg tells Marta that she knows she probably feels that Harlan was her family too, but Meg tells her that she and the rest of the thrombies were his actual family, which is not helping the case at all you know what I mean yeah and if I was Marta I would have hung up the phone so fast I've been like click bye bitch Mm -hmm. Meg tells Marta that she knows that this isn't fair and that Marta is like family and the Thornbees will take care of her but she has to make things right Meg knows Marta will do the right thing as Meg confesses that her mom and Joni are broke and Meg will have to drop out of school and I just thought maybe why not go to a cheaper one Yeah. You know? Wouldn't that help?
1: I mean, that that too, but I feel like they're rich, so, you know, they they gotta...
0: You gotta win.
1: They gotta have money.
0: Oh my god. I really hate that. Like, that's so evil. You know? Like, the pride and the money. Like, money literally is the root of all evil. It's
1: very evil, dude. Yeah, I know.
0: It's so gross and scummy. Ugh. I don't know. It's just wild, you know? And, like, pride. Mm-hmm. Pride is so evil. Yeah. You I, know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. I get it.
0: Thanks, babe. So Marta's like, no, man, I won't let that happen. Any money you need, I'm more than willing to give you. And the first time I watched this, I thought, oh, great, now Marta's gonna, like, replace Harlan as the, like, you know, feeding them their money, you yeah. know? Because I thought this would just be the one request out of many that Marta was gonna get it, you know. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah, I get what you mean. But that
0: doesn't end up happening, cause Marta like promises Meg that she's gonna take care of her, and Meg says a tearful thanks while hanging up. While Marta is still talking, and I thought, oh, is that what she don't want to hear?
1: Are you a hater?
0: But like after that, Meg like turns to her family members, and they look happy, but Meg looks sad. So did you think she was sad because she betrayed Marta? Or she said that Marta said, I'm keeping the money and I'm not giving it back to your family.
1: I think she was sad at that part because I didn't think... I didn't think... Because she was on Marta's side until she realized that this affected her because her mom can't afford her college.
0: Yeah. Which is so shitty.
1: I don't get it, man. But anyway...
0: Because I think the first time I watched this, I think I thought that her family set her up to do that. But, like, my third watching, like, my third time watching this, I was just like, okay, maybe she's upset that Marta said, like, oh, well, I'm keeping this money, but I'm going to give you what you need. You know? Nothing more, nothing less. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I just applaud Marta, because I think I would have folded so quickly. Probably. Fucking asshole. Don't fold. So Marta, Marta turns back to Ransom, and he asks her if Blanc found anything at the house. And Marta says that they found mud upstairs when she broke in. Ransom asks if there were any prints, and she says no. Ransom tells her to just lay low for a while and that this will all blow over. And no matter how good Blanc thinks he is, he's, he's got nothing, and to just relax. So in the next scene, we almost have a heart attack with Marta as her sister busts into her room to tell her to get up there's a bunch of guys outside and then ask if they're rich marta says she doesn't know as she checks her phone and she has 28 missed messages i'd be terrified if i had them. not me oh we then see marta's mom watching the news as they show their apartment telling them that marta has the inheritance of harlan thromby marta is like what the fuck and is shocked about how could this all have gotten out as her sister excitedly asks again if they are rich can you imagine being in that situation as her sister i'd be like holy shit oh my gosh is that how you would react
1: honestly i'd be like emma what did you do
0: i'd be like "Ooh, you're going to prison, Not prison. <laughs> back at the zombie house we see blanc trying to talk to nana as she sits quietly in her corner of the room Blanc, being respectful of the eldest woman in the house, tells her that he is sorry for the loss of her son, and that he tries not to judge her family so hard, and wonders if he is the first to console her after the death of her son. Which is so fucking sad! For fucking assholes! Like, oh my god! Blanc then continues to talk to Nana by talking about age and how that makes you wiser for looking for the truth mm-hmm. and that he asks her if he thinks Nana has something to say about the night of her son's birthday party the next scene back at Marta's house her mom comes up to Martha with a big stack of mail being like a bunch of lawyers came by who want to help you Martha says she doesn't like this and Marta tells her that she doesn't like it either and tells her not to, st- to stop talking to people first of all honestly relatable I tell my mom to stop talking to strangers all the time yeah like, she'd be talking to everybody, and I'm like, stop! Yeah. Like, God. I never thought I'd have to tell
1: my mother to stop talking to strangers.
0: Never in a million years. Mother, do you do that?
1: Uh, no, I don't think about that, but I'm sure something will happen, and I'll just be like, oh, great.
0: <laughs> do you think that when I go out and I talk to strangers? I like it. You like it when I talk to strangers? No, not
1: really. I only said that to make you happy. Thank you, baby. <laughs> Marta is, like, running through the the back and runs into Walt, who's uh, back there. He's back there. He's there. And he says he's sorry about how the family reacted. Walt asks Marta if she intends to renounce the inheritance, and Marta says no, because this is what Harlan wanted. And then Walt argues that Harlan put her in a hard position, which is hard enough on her family already, including her mother. And Marta uh, is, like, sensing, like, hostility or whatever, and because, you know, this is weird. But mm-hmm. then, like, Walt, like, threatens to, like, depo- have her mother deported. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Which is, like, what the fuck is
0: wrong with <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yes. Uh,
1: but if they get the money back, they can protect her from all that stuff because of, like, the lawyers that they have. Mm-hmm. And so Marta's like, so if my mother's discovered and with the family resources, you can protect me. Walt's like, yes, we have the best, like, lawyers and everything. And Marta's like, great. So because Harlan gave me those resources, I can find the right l- lawyers. Surely really got him right there. It's a
0: great moment. It really is.
1: So Marta's able to get out of that situation and then back into the comfort of her uh, kitchen. And she looks at all the mail she has. And she find, finds one, and it's like a weird letter. And it just says, I know what you did, like written on like a torn piece of paper. Mm-hmm. So Marta gets a phone call from Blanc, and she worries that he must know something. <sighs> hmm. Marta immediately goes to Ransom as she shows him the note and asks what the tag on this paper meant. And Marta explains, uh, like, uh, oh, sorry, he asks, like, what the tag on, on the paper meant. Marta's like, oh, it's a, a medical badge. It's, like, the serial number that she was assigned to. And so Ransom explains that this, uh, letter also shows evidence of, uh, Harlan's blood records and that, uh, his morphine overdose is gonna show... Uh, Marta asks if she's screwed and wonders how Ransom knows all this stuff, but he tells her that he was Harlan's researcher for the summer. Sure, you were. Breadcrumb! Oh
0: my god, You sure. go ahead. Ransom says that this blackmail doesn't make any sense because why send this to you if they could just get the blood sample themselves? After that, we cut to the medical lab, which is being put out because it was destroyed by a fire. Blanc speaks to the detective, and they discuss the security of both the lab and the house being sabotaged. Marta and Ransom arrive, and upon being noticed by Blanc, decide to flee the scene. Before they do, they realize the mysterious person contacted her and told her to meet her at this place across town in less than 30 minutes. As they drive away, Blanc and the police pursue them, and like this crazy-ass car chase scene, by the way, and Marta manages to lose them temporarily and tries to escape into an alley but Blanc eventually catches up to them. The police take Ransom away as it appears. Nana says she saw Ransom return the night of the murder. Blanc says he'll drive with Marta to the police station. As they drive, Martin pulls, Marta pulls over to pick something up and goes to meet the, the mysterious contact. As she enters the building, which is like a laundry mat, she finds someone sitting on the chair in the middle of the dark room. When she goes to them, she finds it's Fran experiencing an overdose, and Fran says, You, upon seeing Marta. You did this, she said. Fran begins to asphyxiate, and Marta calls 911 and tries to save her. In the ER waiting room, uh, we cut to the ER, Blanc receives a call from, detective, from the detective who tells them Ransom confessed. Marta tells Blanc she wants to tell the Thornby's everything, and Blanc says she can explain it to him on the drive to the house. So next, we cut to them approaching the house, and Marta finishes telling her story to Blanc. Blanc wants in and gathers everyone in the living room, and Meg apologizes to Marta for what she did to her earlier. Marta goes to fetch the toxology report from France Dash, deducing that that was where it was hidden, and gives it to Blanc. We then cut to Marta standing before the family all gathered together and begins to confess before Blanc interrupts her after reading the toxology report. Blanc tells the family that they're awful people, rightfully, and tells them she will not be renouncing the inheritance. And Marta's like, I'm not. And Blanc uh, gets Marta out of there and into the study where he feels that Harlan's toxology report came back clean with no morphine. In his system clean
1: with no morphine. Christian wrote
0: in his notes, Donut.
1: There's this whole scene. I couldn't for the life of me like type it out, but he's like, basically, he's like, This case is like because he was thinking about it earlier mm-hmm. in the car when Marta stopped the car to mm-hmm. go see Fran. Mm-hmm. She didn't know it was Fran, but you know, to go to go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like talking about like the donut thing about this case. He's like, So he's like showing it off here for working on it. Mm-hmm. He's like, his case is like a donut. And within that donut hole, it's not so much a donut hole, Mm -hmm. but it's like another donut with Mm -hmm. another hole, you know? He's like, this case has holes, the holes in this case have holes, you know? Mm -hmm. Whatever, things like that. And so, he's like, yeah, literally, uh, this whole donut thing is uh, going wild.
0: (laughs) Bugs said he was hired before Harlan's will was even read, and that by determining who hired him, they could determine who was behind all this. Blanc calls Officer Wagner to bring Ransom into the room. Blanc asks Ransom why he hired him and recounts the night's events. Blanc tells that Harlan must have told Ransom about his plan to give Marta everything and that he stormed off that night to plot. Like a vicious villain. Oh my goodness.
1: Vicious villain.
0: Blanc says Ransom returned that night to switch the medicine and Marta's bag and take away the antidote. Marta realizes she's actually gave him the correct medication and that Harlan's death was truly was, inadvertently, a suicide.
1: A sewer slide. No. <laughs> you, you, su- you sewer slide Which pisses me suicide. off
0: about that whole situation, is that if this guy would have listened to Marta about being like, God, if he could just get help, you know, he'd be fine. He'd be right there with her.
1: Oh, wow, wow, wow.
0: says... Uh, tells everyone in the room ransom tried to return even later that night to retrieve the timber vials of medication but couldn't so he came back during the funeral when nobody would be there to do so he didn't realize that fran was working which which she saw and she knew she knew he was up to something so she blackmailed him and blanc says that ransom knowing that fran knows now Figures, his best spec is to work with Marta, and he was the one to burn down the medical examiner's office, and also forwarded the blackmail note Fran sent him to her. So when Rance uh, met up with Fran to address the blackmail, he drugs her, taking the evidence of his guilt and set up to set up Marta. If Marta was found guilty of Harlan's murder, after all, the slayer rule would nullify her claim to the inheritance, and the family ransom included would receive their money.
1: He's um, he's um. Marta realizes France words to her were uh, not you did you did this but were in fact Hugh Hugh did this and she remembers that Ransom made the housekeepers like call him Hugh because uh, you know his name's Hugh Ransom whatever his last name was Thromby Thromby yeah Hugh Ransom Thromby and so it'd be everyone I assume he went by Ransom because it was cooler but. Uh, he makes, a cool name. he makes everyone the call. Uh, he makes the the help as he calls them call him Hugh and so uh, you know because he's an asshole uh, Marta receives a call from the hospital and when she answers it she's like oh hello yes doctor that's great news thank you we'll be down there soon it, it's like an actual phone call like her phone mm-hmm. actually did ring whatever. which means uh, I assume the doctor on the other line is like what the fuck
0: literally that's like the first thing i thought of
1: okay but like uh marta turns around like tells them all that like oh you know uh france uh she recovered she's ready to talk and then block asks the officers to take ransom into custody but before he does ransom like threatens uh, marta or whatever and she's like yeah we brought you in and like we gave you everything Mm -hmm. you you want to take our home our ancestral family home and the ransom is like well, ha, well that's a load of hogwash that's ransom not what, says that. well not ransom uh blanc is like well that well that's a load of malarkey you know <laughs> like i forgot what he actually said but something like that you know and so he's like uh harlan bought this home in, in the 80s from a pakistani real estate dealer but uh Yes, and, and whatever, and then like while he's like laughing, whatever. Ransom's like, eh, block, shut up, <laughs> like, sh- like shut up. Uh, no one likes your uh, uh what was he the, says like He cu-
0: KFC. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: your Kentucky Fried Foghorn Leghorn <laughs> uh, draw, or whoa. Oh, whoa. Oh, whatever. And I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh my god.
0: That's such a the KFC foghorn. out of it like ah.
1: Draw, and he's like it, it should with your draw, whatever and so but and then he's like all they uh he's like listen uh all you have on me because since uh he's like he's like he's like fran uh died who's like now alive obviously mm-hmm. uh all you have on me are arson for the medical examiner's office mm-hmm. and then some other charges and he's like that couple with a lawyer he uh, was like, coupled, coupled with a good lawyer that I have, I'll be out of jail in no time, and once I am out I'll make your life a living hell. You, st-. what would he say?
0: He didn't say anything. You, <laughs> I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you he, meddling kids. No, he, like, That's what he said. He's like,
1: he's like, well, almost out of jail, I'll ruin your life or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, or whatever. And then like, like he gets up in her face or whatever, mm-hmm. he's like he's I'll, like, or when you're like, like you I'm going
0: to ruin your life.
1: Well, he doesn't say that. You dumb girl. He doesn't say that, but that's just (laughs) like... You
0: stupid woman.
1: I'm just dumb. (laughs) Somebody actually... He said something like that, though. But then, like, Marta just, like, projectile vomits on the race. Yeah, but it
0: looks like...
1: It looks like just The fruit
0: cup mix that you get as a kid. It looks like... That's what it looks like with applesauce.
1: It looks like corn and bean broth.
0: That is not what it looks like. It
1: looks like corn. You
0: know those, like, mixed fruit cups that you get and the syrup's, like, too syrupy and you're like, ew...
1: When was she eating fruit? She was eating that. That is uh, not
0: what I'm saying! That's not the same day!
1: Oh my god. But then, uh. Projectile vomits onto his face, and, uh. Uh. He's like, he's like what the shit? <laughs> or whatever. But then he's like. Uh, but then, uh, Marta reveals that, like, oh, you know, I guess, uh. Fran, Fran survived, you know, because, you know, she was lying, and so her thing came in handy again. Oh my god. That, that was just like. Alright. It pissed
0: me off. I was like, oh my fucking god.
1: <sighs> Fine, I'll take it.
0: Whatever works!
1: <laughs> Literally. But then, uh, oh my god, where was I? Uh, oh yeah, there we go. So. And he's like, and that means at ransom, you just confessed to the murder, cause, or whatever, because he didn't deny that he did that, or whatever. But then. <laughs> But then Ransom, like, they're about to, like, take him away, or whatever, but then, uh... Officer! But then, like, Ransom, like, uh, he's like, he's like, you know... He gets away! Well, no, he's like, you know what? he's He's like, well, you know what? In for a pound. He's like, you know what? In for a penny, in for a pound. You know, like, referencing that earlier part of the movie. I think he just says, in for a pound. And he, like, grabs, like, one of those... They're, so in Harlan's office there was this, like, Game of Thrones-esque chair. Game of Thrones-esque It was just more like a chair with a bunch of knives pointing to the center, like, where someone's head would be, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, he grabs, like, a knife... It's f-
0: the donut.
1: Yeah, he grab Yeah, the donut, literally. <laughs> but he grabs the, uh... He grabs the, uh, one of the knives from it, and he lunges at, uh, Marta or whatever, and he, like...
0: And it's, like, the vertigo, and it's the slow mo
1: You see the
0: fear in Marta's eyes the anger the fury and And, Ransom and he like
1: stabs her in the chest
0: and the shock of the officers
1: yeah but then like however uh, Marta's like like on the ground Ransom's on top of her like knife in chest or whatever and she's just like like she's like not like phased kind of and like Ransom's like he like takes the knife out and he realizes it's a fake knife it's like a spring-loaded knife <laughs> or whatever but uh
0: because get it get it he doesn't know the difference between
1: the, a stage a, sta- prop. a real knife and a stage prop wild wow remember it wow' remember, remember the, call- it? the callbacks remember are calling back we, remember when we said that earlier in the podcast the call- we're smart
0: the callbacks are calling back
1: we're smart we're calling back to the callbacks <laughs> oh my god uh the police' then like pull uh, Ransom's just like...
0: They would have let that bitch die, but, bro. But they were gonna let her die. But, they didn't even try to stop him. But literally,
1: like... <laughs> he, like, uh, like... Ransom, like, sees it's a fake knife and like, stares at Marty. He's just like... Shit. And then, like, the police, like, pull him off or whatever. Mm. And they take him into custody mm. like, again.
0: That would have been on cam court.
1: <laughs> court cam? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Later, um, Linda is uh, going through Harlan's office, and he finds, like, the note that Harlan would have sent her if uh, Richard didn't, like, be honest about his affair or whatever, Mm -hmm. and it was a letter talking about it. Anyway, outside, Linda's, like, reading the note and seeing, like, uh, Richard, like, arguing with the police, like, or talking to Ransom before he, like, gets put in the police car or whatever, but she... But Linda, she like oh, she knows her father, mm-hmm. invisible ink. She uses her like lit cigarette to reveal like No,
0: she uses her lighter.
1: Oh, I thought I don't know. I don't know why I thought she grabbed her cigarette. But anyway, she uses her lighter. And then it shows the invisible ink on the letter. And on it like it's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh your husband he's cheating on you. Or whatever.
0: He had he belonged to the streets, girl. He
1: belonged to the streets. Uh but whatever. Put and she's, like, she kind of, like, looks up at, like, Richard.
0: I oh know, she's horrified. She looks so heartbroken. And, and, like,
1: Richard looks back at her, and he, like, sees that he, she has a note, and he just looks like shit. Yeah, literally. Same, like, Ransom. hmm Anyway. Outside, Linda, uh, after Linda read the note, but back inside the home, Marta asks Block, like, oh, how did you know that I was, like, involved, like, from the beginning, you know? And he like points out the tiniest like speck of blood like on her shoes mm-hmm. that we saw from earlier. I guess he just saw that.
0: He didn't. He's like, oh, I saw it the minute you sat down.
1: But, but yeah, like the minute you sat down in front of me is what, he, what she What he said, Blanc tells me he's like, hey, I want you to remember something. You won not by playing like the game Harlan's way, but by playing, but by being uh, yourself. You know, like by playing it your way. And so. She's being
0: kind. By be, being yeah. kind and truthful.
1: Marta asks if she should like help the family after all this, and Blonks like I'm sure you know my opinion, but I'm sure you'll let, you can follow your heart, you know, which means I, he 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 doesn't want them to have the family. He doesn't think they deserve it, but mm-hmm. like still, so Marta af- like af- after this we get like a, we Marta like steps outside and we see Richard. He's like uh, watching Ransom be dr- uh, driven off, and then he like turns around and we see he has like a red mark on his left eye, which mm-hmm. looks like. Uh, She hit him. Linda hit him. Or whatever. Um, uh, We also see, like, other family members, like, stand up and turn around. They're, like, all, like, looking up, like, at Marta, like, Mm -hmm. on the porch.
0: Who's looking down at
1: them. And it makes it, from Marta's perspective, it makes it seem like it's, like, they're kind of further away-ish from the house. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe down the driveway. But, like, when we get, like, the whole shot of Mm -hmm. all of them, it's, like, like ten feet. That's crazy. But anyway uh like 10 feet away and then she's up on another floor but anyway uh there we see all of them like staring up at her and then like lastly meg i think she was the last one you see it's linda or yeah it was linda because linda was closer uh and we see like a close-up of marta she like takes a sip of her coffee and it's the same mug from earlier that says my house my rules my coffee Mm -hmm. on it The screen cuts to black. We get a title card. Knives
0: out. The
1: wait. There's not more. There's more. Fine, we'll do the end. Ready? The The
0: end.
1: end. Uh, Knives out. You know. Wow, great. But then in the credits, and I really like the credits because like it's like artwork that kind of looks like mm-hmm. like you'd find in like a Sherlock no- like novel mm-hmm. or yeah. in Clue. It's kinda like, I, can,
0: I can tell you. It really shows like the that. cast. I can tell you really
1: like that. So yeah. But yeah. That's that on that. That's
0: that on that on that. Hold on.
1: On period.
0: Okay. Do you think Ransom makes a good villain?
1: Yeah. Like I will say I kind of didn't see the... T- twist coming the first time I saw the movie mm-hmm. I figured there was one mm-hmm. I was I wasn't I knew I'm like there's probably maybe a twist but mm-hmm. like I didn't know w- who or what mm-hmm. like you never know like because I, I truly thought that like I mean towards the end obviously it became clear that it was ransom mm-hmm. well like at the beginning I genuinely thought that he was like just trying to get back to his family by helping Marta and then maybe mm-hmm. Marta would like give him some money for yeah. his help that's what I thought that was
0: going. I also thought that's where it was going, so I feel like it kind of, like, diverts our expectations again by us being right the whole time on on his character, because that's who that families are. They're one-dimensional of their flaws, you know? Literally. I don't know. I really wish, because Ransom, I think he's a, a complete mirror of Harlan. What do you think? Uh.
1: Yeah. I think. Ransom and I really hate
0: that, like, ransom didn't like pick up the torch, you know. Because I really feel like that. I feel like that's what Harlan really wanted to do with ransom. Yeah. And ransom just couldn't fulfill it, and I don't know. I just feel like I would have enjoyed the movie a lot better if he helped Marta in the end. You know. Yeah. Marta obviously still gets the money, but I think it'd be really neat if ransom continued his grandfather's series. And wrote Knives Out. Yeah, that would have been so cool. Ah, uh,
1: that would have been awesome. He just close the book, the end, and what? it's just random. He's just like, like he has like the uh, mini me from Austin Powers, just so <laughs> <laughs> like the pinky at his uh, lips.
0: Fuck? <laughs> oh my god! Oh Do you my think Carlin is good? Yeah. I don't know. The way you put Marta in that situation, though.
1: It is what it is. It just
0: makes me so sad for her.
1: She belonged to the streets. Yeah,
0: I know. No kidding. Do you like this movie more than Glass Onion? Yeah.
1: I, I, I really do like this movie. Uh, I like it a lot more than Glass Onion, but that's only just because, like, Glass Onion. No,
0: Glass Onion wasn't that good.
1: Glass Onion was good, but it, it wasn't, that it wasn't good. as good as this movie. Yeah, Sequels rarely are. I think yeah. that's why that people just really like sequels.
0: Well, sequels have been, been doing pretty good, and I feel like it's like a standalone thing. But, like, I don't know. I know it's hard to, like, divert our expectations because we're probably really going to be paying attention, you know? Yeah. But still.
1: Still. I don't
0: know. What do you think of the Thromby? What do you th- what do you think Thromby's all of the family members'
1: flaws are? Um, Richard um, is cheating on his wife mm-hmm. and is kind of like riding her coattails mm-hmm. and vicariously riding Harlan's as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, uh, I would say. I would say Linda, to be honest, is like kind of innocent in this whole thing. Like, I don't think she really did anything other than like care for Harlan.
0: I think she cared for Harlan too. I do think she loved her father, but like she did ask for that loan. But she also has this hierarchy over everybody, being like, "Oh, I'm I'm self made. i not ha- I'm not begging dad all the time for money. I asked him once, and that's it." But like yeah. that's what she has. And I think as the eldest as well, she probably thought everything was gonna be given to her regardless. Yeah. That's what she thought. And when that was taken away, I think that's what she reacted to. She's going to be fine, I think in the end, but I don't think she's innocent. Yeah. Okay, next Thromby
1: Um, ransom.
0: <laughs> what about ransom? What's his flaw? You heard me. <laughs> Just ransom you heard me his name is Hugh that's his first Hugh who names their child Hugh
1: I don't know man
0: I was thinking while watching this I was like Hugh Ransom Hugh some Hugh some handsome handsome
1: that's great, dear
0: <laughs> okay next
1: no are you
0: done with that question yeah I'm bored <laughs> okay do you think Marta helps them in the end Helps them, -hmm. like helps them out.
1: She said she would never let anything happen to Meg, but I don't know
0: about anybody else.
1: I if if anyone Meg, but I don't know about anyone else.
0: What if they asked? What if they came to her and asked?
1: I feel like Meg's mom would like come back like please. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Who is immediately not getting any money ever?
0: Probably Walt. What? Walt's family. Walt? O-
1: over Richard?
0: Richard's not part of the family no more. He's not getting anything regardless.
1: Mm. Do we saw Oreos, by the way?
0: I don't think so. I think we ate them all. Fuck! <laughs> okay, my last question do you like that we have to pay attention to lines to figure out what's going on or piece the mystery yourself? Like with Fran when she said you equals Hugh or ransom like, oh, can I get a bowl? It was treated as like a throwaway line and I thought he was asking for a bowl of soup, but no, they gave her an empty bowl for Marta to throw open. Yeah. What do you think about that?
1: I I I do like that. Yeah. I don't know. know. I like it. It was a very simple like movie, and mm-hmm. it was still captivating enough to like mm-hmm. really keep an eye out for stuff like that. Yeah, because I mean, once it happened the first time, I think with the bowl, you tend to get that, you know. Mm. God, so, what have I done?
0: Is this a puff puff pass or a puff puff smash? Well,
1: as you just heard me muttering to myself just now, I was just like, "God, what have I done? What this, this is a puff puff smash? I love this movie." Yeah. It's up there. It's top ten. I don't
0: think I've written so many question marks during on my notes. I so I was like Will like, this happen? Will that happen? It was wild.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> All right, are you ready to read it? Yes. Okay. I'm prepared. Ready? One, two,
1: three. One, two, two three, three, three,
0: seven. Eight.
1: Respectful. Eight and seven. Yep.
0: Okay. Dream rotation.
1: Benoit. Okay. Marta, because she needs it. Uh, ransom. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm-hmm. Meg would be so boring. Uh. Oh Fran, because Fran has got the hook up on weed.
0: <laughs> that's for that's every, that's and, all you need.
1: And Harlan's mom.
0: And ha- <laughs> nana. She was like, <laughs> "Okay, ready for my rotation?" Of course. Ransom's winter collection of sweaters. Benoit Blanc's thick Southern accent that gets thicker in the next film the portrait of harlan that changes expression depending on who's looking at it and the twist and turns this film actually made me go on bravo
1: bravo huzzah huzzah
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we need to finish that we do great.
0: we have we i just have this really bad habit you guys of like starting things and never finishing them it's a terrible habit that i have
1: we were supposed to make a Valentine's Day special thing, mm-hmm. and it was just going to be us reacting to, like, a show or something, mm-hmm. but, like, while we're doing it, uh, we're making one of those, like, plaster casts, mm-hmm. like, with our hands holding, mm-hmm. and we have the plaster casts, but we never did it.
0: Yeah. Valentine's Day sucks. No. Yeah. The potato, potato. Potato, potato, potato. But tell us about... Your rotation for this film. I want to know who would. Is this a puff puff pass or a puff puff smash for you? Give us your nightmare or dream rotation. Hell, give us a mid rotation. I don't care. Mid. But you can let us know and you can email us at puff podcast 23 at gmail.com. Your rotation might just end up on sober thoughts. We can also contact us on Twitter, where we post things. Sometimes Christian puts reviews there, and we are at Puff Pass Podcast. We are Puff Puff Pass. We are the couple that is smoking in the background. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcast. So join us on this mystery March as we continue with our next movie. Christian,
1: what's our next movie? Our next movie—it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It was—it's one I've watched for years and years and years. I love it, and I'll continue to watch it. And as mentioned previously, I also love the board game adaptation. We'll be watching—I can't remember the year—Clue. <gasps>
0: So if you're one of those nerds, stay tuned for next week's episode. Yeah, if
1: you're a real film enjoyer, then you'll tune in. (laughs) This This is real film. Oh my god. Say bye, Christian. Goodbye, everybody.